Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. We're back. Anthony, we're back. Yeah, I know what that means. Anthony, uh, I can't ignore the lack of cheers this episode. I think people are still in their feelings about our last episode. Advising men not to get in relationships with single moms. I I, I think they're sitting in the stands. They're a little silent. I think we can win them back this week. We're just I, looking out for their own good, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, I, I, I know we came a little strong last week, you know, a little raw. But uh, I think you're going to be better for it, you know, a little advanced class action. You can't you can't always eat candy, Anthony. You have to eat your vegetables every now and then, right? Balanced diet. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and uh, I want to th- welcome everybody. Uh, I am Wesley with uh, my dear... Dear wise friend Anthony, have you had a good week, sir? Awesome week, man. Great, great. Um, this is the Red Pill Phone Tap, um, where you guys out there in the listening audience get to listen to Anthony and myself, Wesley, talk about. Uh, you guys get a, a phone tap into our conversations. Uh, Anthony and I have had a fascination for the interaction between humans, especially between the genders. Uh, for a lot of years now, that's been the motivation for this podcast. We thought a lot of you could benefit from this. Um, so this is the Red Pill Phone Tap here at Navigation Studios. Welcome, yeah. everybody. Let's jump right into it, Anthony, because I think as we did some show prep here, we got a lot to cover today, right? Oh, yeah, man. We may not be able to fit it in, honestly. Um, the first thing we're going to cover today, guys, because... Anthony, you and I have talked about this many times. When you start to do something valuable, yeah. whether like you invent being a vegan, you know, you can't really choose you can't really choose who joins your movement. No. Right? And then inevitably people join your movement and it gets completely off track because they're jerks <laughs> and they're shaming people because they eat meat and they're right. throwing blood on people. Yeah. That wear fur coats, and really and truly, the first person that started it uh, had a traumatic event with a pet when they were a child, <laughs> and they were, you know, they were trying to reach out and connect. Um, we're starting this podcast, but I don't want people to get confused, Anthony. Um, and this is a segment we're we're going to reach out to everybody, Anthony, not just 
the red pill community. Uh, this segment is for the white knights out there, the people that would come in uh, based on our last episode and be like, single moms are the women you cherish, Wesley. How dare you tell men not to get in relationships with them? And they come in to save them. Oh, the heroes. Oh, yeah. And we all know what their real motivation is, Anthony. Oh, yeah. It's sex. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's sex. Spoiler alert, ladies. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he, he's not there for your pride, dignity. He is there for you to... <gasps> He came to my rescue. And how many women actually do that? No. <laughs> Not zero. many, right? <laughs> well, they'll say they, it they, in the moment to make would, the other guy look like a exactly. jerk. Exactly. And then they'll go right back yeah. to, yeah. They'll use your bullshit <laughs> uh, attempt to say that you're rescuing them from this mean man. But at the same time, their focus is still on that mean man. Yeah. And then they put the white knight back in the friend zone. But... I would say the white knight is not completely wrong. Yeah. Okay, and that's what we want to start the, the this podcast out with. How to use the red pill phone tap in life. Guys, to the white knights and Captain Save-A-Ho's point, when it comes to life, don't be a meatball. Don't be a meatball. You know what I mean? Uh, all Explain this in, what being a meatball is. Being a meatball is, you know, we just had... We just had a terrible event happen here in Houston. Our Houston Astros oh, got caught man. cheating. A right? tear just came on my eye. <laughs> wow. Uh, and, and Anthony, you know, we're kind of joking right now, but being totally truthful, you and I are just bummed about this yeah, because they man. just so obviously cheated. The whole city was rallying around this team. They won the World Series after there was a terrible hurricane here that flooded yeah. the whole city. Uh, the, the guys on the team are so entertaining. Yeah, I mean, they've just become, you know, part of Houston yeah. celebrity status, infamy forever. Yeah. And we find out the year they won the World Series, they're cheating. Now, let me give you your question was, what is being a meatball? When the Patriots got caught cheating, the meatballs up in the New England area and all over the world, they became meatballs who sat around and said, everyone's just against the Patriots. It's it's a conspiracy. Why do they want the Patriots? No, 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 dude. Your team cheated. They got yeah. caught. By the way, they got caught three times. And the same meatballs are saying, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh, and this is the famous one they say. Well, well everybody's doing it. Right, right. Yeah, we don't know. We it. only have proof against your team. These motherfuckers swear they hang out with like NFL head coaches, and right? <laughs> right. Like they know everyone's <laughs> doing it. So you sound like a meatball, like just a jock. Dare I say uh, a Texas A and M frat boy <laughs> that's drunk <laughs> off his ass? That's a good example of a meatball. Shout out to the Aggies. We love you, uh, but not that much. Um, but. But, you know, that that meatball mentality, like we were talking about last week, uh, do not get into relationships with single moms. And we stand by that. But this doesn't mean run up on a single mom and be like, ha ha, bitch, you a single mom. You ain't married and you got a kid. Ha ha, you dumb bitch, you dumb bitch. You you ain't shit with the failed relationships <laughs> and lack of co-parenting in the home for your children. 
Anthony, no, Anthony, I bring this podcast to you, but so that you know all this inf- all this information that we're bringing you comes with the prerequisite that you're being that the way you show up in the world is you're being kind, you're being charming, yeah, you're being a gentleman, and this podcast is primarily aimed at your inner dialogue, yes, and how you show up in life, having having inside knowledge to what is happening out in the world, so. When we started this podcast, we were we were saying that hey, we would be on the phone talking for we've already said this for years, mm-hmm. and I remember someone asking me like, "How you spend that much time on the phone with a guy?" And I'm like, "Well, we talk about how our life was, you know, and what we've learned in that, and how life is." And how we want our life to be in the future. So there's a lot of dialogue that can happen in that. So how I can talk to him for so long is that we, we're we sharing our experiences and trying to gather uh, between the two of us. Like what would be the best way to live our life after knowing. After sw- when, I, when I'm telling you, when you get red pill inside you, it's. it's Hard to go back to a blue pill lifestyle. I'm sorry. It'll be very uncomfortable. You probably can if that's just how you live your life. But this content is not for everybody, but I'm sure there'll be different levels to it, to where you are in your life <clears throat> where you, when you hear this. So what we're saying is be we're going to give you the ability to consume this on different levels. Right. right. I would even almost say <clears throat> our podcast, think of it as a instructional manual on playing chess. You know, when you're playing chess, you're not running around beating your chest. The crowd's not going wild. There's not a stadium clapping or and shouting out and wooing and booing, you know, none of that stuff. This is for your inner dialogue. Um, <clears throat> and, and by the way, this segment, Anthony, was inspired over you, I was going through a period, and I think it was because we had just had our newborn in the house. And for okay. anybody that's had a baby, you guys know the first six weeks, that baby is doing one of three things. It's either sleeping, <laughs> eating, or crying. And that's yeah. it. And yeah. then for the first six weeks, that is it. So I was kind of going through a, a time in life where, and you know, you and I, again, we're always bouncing ideas off each other, strategizing about life. And I was kind of being a bit crass. And we were going to Lowe's. We were doing some kind of project together. We are going to Lowe's. And you took a phone call from a young lady that you had been dating recently. And I remember we were just complaining about something to do with the opposite sex. And as soon as you answered that phone, you switched into a different gear where it was like Anthony was just charming. He's making jokes. You're you're speaking, and I don't know if you are aware that you do this, but you're speaking very covertly. You're leaving a lot for the girl to kind of figure out and yeah. be mysterious and things like. And you were doing it very effortlessly. And I remember when I heard it, I remember thinking to myself, "Man, I kind of forgot about that part of the equation." You know, because I'm a married man now, yeah. uh, I have a different closeness with my wife. Um, you know, it's, you know, we get along very well, but you just kind of switched into that gear and it reminded me the art of seduction is a real thing. Oh yeah. You know, no matter how these hypergamous hoes frustrate the hell out of us in our own mind, 
like here on the Red Pill Phone Tap, when we're strategizing, when we go to bat in life, guys, don't be a meatball. You got to you got to show up, be charming. Yes, uh, Anthony, you were bringing something to the to the show prep before this. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You 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 were looking and man, this was. You didn't even know we were doing this segment before you got here, but this is so perfect for this segment. Now, Anthony, am I correct in saying this is George Clooney? Yeah. He describes how he walks into a room. Yeah. Man, I I, I only got like halfway through it, and I was like, no, I don't want to read the rest of it because I want to react to this on the air because it was already like – it was so so slick. And so, guys, as we go through and help you guys strategize uh, and, you know, and talk openly about the frustration of dealing – with the opposite sucks, guys. You, you got to still come to bat with some class, with some dignity. Don't be a meatball, Anthony. Please, please, for our listening audience, please share this with them because it was so slick. So, I want to give you guys the George Clooney effect, and the George Clooney effect is all about setting the tone. And when you set the tone, you 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 start as soon as you enter the room. You take the scene in slowly and, and you be okay being physically warm while you're interacting and, and greeting people. You smile. You get comfortable physically because if you get comfortable physically, your mind will follow. And a comfortable mind amongst strangers and or a large group of people just makes you stand out. And <clears throat> one thing that George Clowney does well if you're if you do some research on him and, and look at his interviews, he, he does a lot of laughing with his eyes. That, that That's such a good take. He yeah. does, right? It, it, it really does look like he's laughing with his eyes, right? I've, I've seen his movies, man, and I see how he, when he interacts with other actors, you can see the engagement he has. And it seems like it's so easy to uh, communicate with him. And he makes, I, I swear, he's probably one of the best actors to work with. Um because uh, he, he basically has fun with what he's doing and saying in, in, in each scene. He has a genuine eye contact, and he always slightly looks away, and then he'll bring back his eyes to you when he's talking, and you just get engaged right there because you're so in tune into his story because you can tell he's looking away to think, and then he's coming back to deliver the story to you. Um, another thing is that he's not afraid to self-deprecate and, and tease others. You know, that's again about being comfortable and, and just, you can do that with strangers. You can do that with friends. Um, also being able to compliment, uh, people while you're self-deprecating to make them feel better, you know, cause George Clooney is what he's a, you would say he's a top A rated actor, right? Oh, he's a list for sure. So, yeah. So, uh, him going into a room, he's probably has a, a he in in the room that he's walking in. He's probably is the alpha male walking in, but he has no problem to self deprecate to make you feel comfortable with him. So does that sound like uh, uh, alpha male strategy meathead philosophy? No, yeah, it sounds smooth as hell. And guess what? He's he's allowing men and women to feel comfortable in his presence. I remember, I, I remember because one of the movies that I love is Ocean's Eleven, which he stars in. Yeah. And I remember seeing an interview with Julia Roberts, 
and <clears throat> she, I almost kind of feel like she was kind of making fun, kind of being a little insulting to George Clooney. She was she was saying something to the effect like, "God, he's so smooth on camera, but in real life, he's a he's a big dork." But as she kind of dis- described it, yeah, you kind of like discovered that's what made her comfortable was him being a little bit of a dork. Yeah. You know, the more she talked about it. So when I, when you brought that, I was like, Jesus, I mean, that is a guy who, when he enters a room, he's alpha. And this is what I, this is what I need you meatballs out here to understand. You can be alpha guys, but you can also be gentle. You can also be kind. More importantly, you can be suave. Okay. Um, And like I said, Anthony, that is what this podcast is for. This isn't for all you fellas to come in here, get a get a nice little spoonful of rage. red pill rage. <laughs> fellas, we do not let these hypergamous hoes break us or our masculine frame. Mm. You already lost if you do that. And white knights, I'm giving you a little credit because, like I said, you're not totally wrong but let me tell you why you're not right either white knights white knights act on anything that gets them sex or female attention gentlemen are motivated by what is written on their gravestone in other words anthony what people are going to say about them when they die i mean this is like the difference between your twitter online male feminist guys who are just taking up for women and uh, are you okay? I'm not going to say anything about the feminist movement. Cause I don't feel like I deserve it. Cause I'm not a woman. I, until women give me the permission. It's like Anthony being a guy, knowing guys bullshit. This is just such an obvious ploy yeah. to get female attention and sex versus a real gentleman. First, you have to be a man before you can be a gentleman. You have to be like a George Clooney type and a real man is the perfect analogy. Anthony is a firefighter. That dude's running into that burning building. He doesn't know if there's chicks in there or children or grown men or whatever. Right, right. He's not going in there with the intention. His his courageousness is not attached You're to women. Right, man, it's a perfect, perfect analogy, man. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, I would almost say, dare I be controversial? I would almost say you could say white knights are more like cops oh. and gentlemen are more like firemen. You know, you, you know what I noticed? Like cops, the world has become so safe that they got to run around. Make shit. Fucking with people. God damn it. Do you ever see a firefighter like trolling through the neighborhood looking no. for fire hazards? Hey, no. hey, what are you doing over there with that put grill? Out, put out that cigarette. <laughs> you know, what they, no, they show uh, up when it's hero time. Right. When they're cutting people out of cars with the jaws of life, that is the difference between a gentleman and a white knight. Have you ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Anthony, probably not. Have you ever seen a policeman ever be overweight? Yes. (laughs) 100. Anthony, when, you you know, you and I were both in the military, were we allowed to be overweight? Not at all. Okay. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why we were not allowed to be overweight. I guess probably because when you're supposed to be protecting a country or society, yes. you can't look like a goddamn. Well, you're you're also responsible for the man right next to you. Yeah. 
So you you can't be a liability. And you and I remember being on a Navy vessel. We had uh, escape hatches. Your fat ass ain't getting in that escape oh, hatch. Wow, I'm sorry. Really? So if you're fat, you're probably gonna die. Period. So you can't be fat. Yeah, because let's just be honest. Being fat and protecting anything or anybody just looks fucking foolish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. We're just telling people not to be. And by the way, not all policemen are like that. No matter of fact, I had a great experience with a policeman in Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out Memphis, Tennessee police force. Um, had a great experience with them. They were uh, very, very good to us last Christmas. So I don't want to. This isn't a dog on cops. What this is, this is a dog on meatballs. This information we give you is for inside your head so you can strategize and navigate through life, guys. This isn't this isn't to take and throw blood on somebody's fur coat using the analogy earlier with the vegans. Yeah. Like we no no no. We we cannot do that, guys. Um meatballs get better. Get better. That's all we have to say. That is how, that is the proper, I'm finally glad we did an instruction manual, Anthony, on how to use this podcast <laughs> yes, responsibly. I think it was yeah, I think it was necessary. Uh, because there there are going to be some uh, hard, hard pills to swallow, so to speak, uh, with the content we bring. And it's not to uh, make anyone feel uh, less than, uh, but at the same time, you need to understand what the truth of the matter is versus the uh, the fantasy that we feel uh, the Matrix brings <laughs> when when yeah. dealing with uh, not only women but even other men that that don't understand what the red pill is. I've, I've tried to impart some red pill knowledge in a group of blue pill men, and it just it didn't take well. So. You can't force this information on people, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably interested. You probably have some issues going on in your life that you're like, hey, I need that. And when you have something difficult in your life is probably when you're going to come to the red pill. That's a good tease for our third segment on this show. Anthony's got some good things lined up for you listeners. But first, <laughs> we teased this last week. If you are in the Facebook group, uh, <laughs> thirty plus the Renaissance, oh, I'm ready for this. You uh, you already know about uh, Wesley's patented women's argument tree. All right, fellas, um, fellas, this isn't this is more entertainment for the fellas. This is more of a of a pill that the women need to swallow. Yeah. Um, when we're sitting over here, and by the way. You're going to see a lot of the things in the women's argument tree really synonymous with people talking politics. Mm. It's very synonymous with that, isn't it? Yes. Because this is the dumb, idiotic shit people do when they talk about politics. Um, we already talked about the first couple episodes. What about isms is not allowed on this show. Not They're all. not allowed on this show. If you are a guest on this what show, about? <laughs> well, what about what Hillary did last year? I mean, that was terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, what about what George Bush did? Oh, yeah. Well, what? And, and, and you could just do that till the end of time. And right. And just completely ignore the topic at hand. So let's get into the women's argument tree. You might be online. You might be in person. 
And you might say something like, men should not get into relationships with single moms. And then you start the discussion, right? And here is the, instead of women coming at you and being like, well, I think the reason single moms are great is because they have this characteristic or this. Hey, Wesley, you didn't consider single moms bring this to the table and then start talking about the fucking topic. No, 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 no. They go to the women's argument tree and Anthony. What about single dads? (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, that is our that is our number two. Number one is usually really, really consistent. And the number one on the women's argument tree, this is where they usually go first. Write this down. Yeah, write this down. Number one on the women's argument tree, not all women. We've been teasing the not all women for the first two (laughs) podcasts. If you ever hear Anthony and I kind of go off to the side and say, not all women. All right. Not all women. Red pillars know what this means. Oh, God. So they say not all women. They give an example of some kind of outlier. And these dumb bitches think they won the fucking argument. Uh, Let me give an example. If I was giving a if I was given a science podcast and we talked about this week, let's talk about mammals. Now, everyone knows that mammals give birth to live young. Yeah. And then the the lady razor. What? Hey, not all mammals. Not all. Wait, wait, what? 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 What mammals? Well, the duck bill platypus. It's a mammal and it lays eggs. Oh, you found an outlier. You found an outlier. Congratulations. Hold on a second. Did, wait a second. Anthony, did they find an outlier? Yeah. Oh, right. Good job. Good job. You found an example. So by your stupid logic, by your stupid logic, okay, you win the argument. All mammals lay eggs, right? <laughs> right? All mammals lay eggs. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying all mammals lay eggs. All I'm saying is, like, there's some that don't lay eggs. So don't say all mammals don't lay eggs. And you sound and, okay. This is this. You could also do this. You know, hey, Hitler was a terrible man that that committed horrible acts of genocide. Uh, not not all the things he did was bad. There's he gave more money to orphanages than any man in the history of Germany. Yeah, but mostly the genocide is. <laughs> You're you're talking about yards of information, and they want to bring bring to the forefront of the inch. (laughs) And it's like, really? Can you listen to the rest? By this logic, you can't discuss anything on planet fucking ever if there's an exception. Like, you can't talk in any kind of generalities, yeah, because not all women. it, It drives me insane. It drives me insane because, ladies, here's the real deal. Because when y'all were young and men wanted to sleep with you so bad, you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to physically wrestle like little boys did. You didn't have anybody calling you the fuck out because your feelings got hurt and you'd run away and cry. So you never got you never learned how to fucking rationally talk about shit. So you think you sit there like the cat that ate the fucking canary. Because you say, not all women, mm, mm, not all mm. women, no, but no, I mean, not all women, not all women. And and fellas, we're going to talk about this later, but there's ways to get around this shit. Like, you you can't let, continue to let women have that free pass 
just because they found one fucking outlier or one fucking objective to the entire topic that you're discussing. Well, it's it's tricky, Anthony, and and you know that's a good tease for the third segment and how to communicate with women. You've got some good stuff on that, but it's tricky because what they're saying isn't untrue. Exactly. They're, what there's you know. D- Platypuses do lay eggs. Right. And so do three anteaters. We looked this up for the sake of conversation. Well, well, There's four mammals that so, lay eggs. Let's, let's be, let's be spe- very specific because it's the duck pill platypus that lays eggs, not just the platypus. So it's oh, a is, specific. Is there a platypus it, without a duck pill? It, we I, really are having a science podcast yeah. this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying let's get. Because that's what would happen. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what no, I'm no, saying? Not ju- no, excuse me, not just any platypus, right. the duck bill platypus. Exactly. So <laughs> that, that, cause man, it gets, it's, it's easy to get under your skin when someone is trying to deconstruct your talking points by bringing out a, a part of the argument that is completely outside. Yeah. It's also like, it, let me tell you, because Anthony is being very kind to you women out there. Um, I'm going to be brutally honest. You know why it's frustrating? Because it's fucking stupid. This is not how men talk. Men don't sit around and, you know, hey, you know, running backs, running backs in the National Football League, they're just not as valued as they used to be. Not all running backs. <laughs> not all, We kind of know when we're talking, like, I don't know, ever. We're that talking there about are most yes, running God, backs. Damn it. Not every single different because oh my god oh man dude I, it's, it's just, hard. this is not how dudes talk no They're like well, I, what what well, about what about uh, Christian McCaffrey I mean they value him over in Carolina I mean no 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 you no so you're saying all running backs aren't valued this is what they do too so you're saying all women are like that no I never fucking said that by the way no one ever says all anything Nobody. we're talking in generalities the only way we can even talk if you about do. shit is in generalities even if ever. You, even if you do you can't possibly account for every single person on the planet right? and they think they won the argument if they can just find one example Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying all women? No, no, no. You're saying all women. None of us, because we're not fucking stupid. What, what happens with that, man, is a lot of times. F bombs. That's how much this frustrates <laughs> me. Jesus. A lot of times when they when they come at that so strong, is because they've been hit with a truth with a truth dart, and they <laughs> got hit. <laughs> so they gotta say, whoa, 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 whoa. Not all, because I know a sister cousin of mine whose boyfriend's dad, who married to my second uncle, said that. And it's like, what are you talking about? Who, who? First of all, fuck the lineage of people you you discuss right there, and and now you're trying to object what I'm saying by bringing up some obscure fucking uh, outlier about nothing. If you bring more to the conversation, I could probably listen to you. Or or if you could just talk about what, what we're, we're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> God damn it. We're talking oh, about mammals man. giving birth to live young. Not all mammals. Not I, all mammals. Man, look, I don't think we're going to... 
I don't think we're gonna finish the treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's get to number two. Let's get we, we can we can do this. Hold on, we can do this. We're making good time so far. Okay, good, uh, good. number two. Number two. Uh, number one is not all women. Number two is what about men? What about men though? Mm, when we're sitting mm, here mm. talking about female hypergamy, um, how women will be dating multiple guys while pressuring men to only date them so they can have them peeled off eating only from their restaurant yeah. if you listen to the last episode. What about men? What about men? And this is also called, you'll hear people doing this a lot when they discuss politics, again, because they have low IQs, it's called a whataboutism. Okay. Anthony and I are talking about the different types of kites. And we're like, yeah, but this triangle kite is really, really dope, you know. And uh, and I think that would probably be the best one to take down to the kite festival. Oh, really? Really? What about the beer festival, though? You didn't, hey, you didn't think this much about the beer festival. What about the beer festival? It's like, dude, we're talking about the fucking kite festival. We ain't talking about the beer festival. We're not, what's the, what's the one I'm trying to think of down in uh, New Braunfels? Oh, Oktoberfest. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Oktoberfest. The Greek, the Greek fest. No, 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 no. It's no. German. It's, it's uh, Worst, yeah, it's worst fest. Uh, yeah. The worst fest or brat fest or whatever it is. I thought it was worst fest. I don't know, man. Yeah. Worst fest maybe, but Jesus, that sounds we, right. Jesus, we digress. But <laughs> what about men? And it's like, again, just like number one, and you're going to see a trend here. Oh, yeah. They never talk about the subject matter. Ever. <laughs> Ever. The exact oh. opposite is what. <laughs> oh, so you're saying you can get in relationships with single moms? What about single dads? What about single dads, though? What about single dads? What about single dads, though? What about single dads? What about single dads, though? What about single dads? And, and they're, not, they're not contributing anything to the conversation. They're just saying, what about, enter a word here, and they're just getting louder and more repetitive as they go on. What about men? Man. That those are the people that I'm like, um, hey, start your own fucking post. <laughs> you jumping on my post, not talking about the topic. You want to talk against the topic, and you don't understand why I'm coming at you so direct and foul to shut you off and shut you down. I'm trying to continue talking about the topic at hand. If you're so interested in about the whatabouts. Start your own other, your own post. As a matter of fact, where I'm concerned, start your own country on an island somewhere <laughs> away yes. from me. We're Stop trying it. to like have a like intelligent discussion, <laughs> and all you can do to argue your point is what about isms, <sighs> which brings us in once once we point out that they're not talking about the subject at hand, and of course they have these ladies have no skills. Then they go to the one that's become really popular in the last five years. Well, you're a sexist. I'm offended. The offense. Oh, my God. I'm offended. You're a sexist. They get to call you a name. And now, because women, and all the way from middle school to high school, this is how they treat each other. They have, like, this psychological warfare that they do with one another. And they think, for some reason, that shit works with guys. And it doesn't. Mm. No. Oh, now you can't hang out with us. I'm offended. You're a sexist. And then once they do that, they get to cancel your opinion. Oh, you are covertly a sexist. And I found you out. Hey, everybody. There go Wesley. He's a sexist. He's a male chauvinist. 
ladies, you still have not talked about the topic that we're talking about. It's because no, well, it's because you're a male chauvinist pig, Wesley. I don't, I don't, I won't lower myself to talk to them. So uh, instead of the topic at hand, we're attacking the person. Um, now, no, no, now actually, it's about the character of the person because the topic doesn't matter anymore. Now well, we're on you. Well, attacking comes later. That's actually the next step. But right now we're labeling. Ah, That's what we're doing. As okay. long as we can label them as an offensive oh, group. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. if I label you something, oh, he's now racist. you have to defend that. Yeah, now we're no longer talking about single moms. <laughs> now I have to defend. Now the conversation has changed to, is Wesley a male chauvinist? Mm, yes mm, or mm. no? Let's discuss. Now the, now the discussion has changed, and now I'm back on my This is what they think I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm back on my heels. Well, hold on. Wait, no, no, no. I'm not, a, I'm not a male chauvinist. Please don't ostracize me from Twitter and Instagram and the group. I still want to talk. What? What? <laughs> no, that's see, I got deleted because I'm a sexist. So, and that's and that's so true, man. When you can throw out a card like a racist or homophobe or um, any Uh-oh. any label. What about the really bad one? What? You're an Islamophobe. Oh my god! Oh, don't you dare insult people from the nation of Islam, Anthony. Don't you dare. So. Shh. Let me ask you what when you, when you because this this tree is amazing because because <laughs> it's so true it's I've seen it man it, like I mean I'm sure I see this shit every day if I spend enough time online I'm you can find that shit and you and if you guys are writing this down I'm sure Good on you I, yes <laughs> because you can shut this shit down you can be like Negan and shut this shit, shit down <laughs> by 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 bringing up this tree and i saw it happen in real time with with wesley <laughs> yeah where we were just discussing and i was like oh cool that was number four okay cool you went back to number one again right. and and the and the funniest part of it is that they had nowhere else to go no no, or, yes, they did. They could just they could talk, talk about, about the topic. topic. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> just talk about the fucking topic. So oh, when whenever man. they realize, Anthony, yeah, whenever they realize that you labeling them doesn't bother you, right? Now, now they're getting they're getting short on words. They're getting short on ideas. Now we're moving to personal insults. Uh. Oh, I see why Wesley and Anthony got that podcast. They can't get laid. Oh, look at these incels. Oh, I bet Wesley and Anthony got a little dick. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite personal insult. People find out I have a newborn daughter. Oh, I feel sorry for some people's daughter. Mm. Wow. Yeah, they just start insulting you. That would have pissed me off so Oh, much. it didn't piss me off. Because they already went, not all women, what about men? I'm offended. <laughs> You're yeah, a sexist. So I know, like, they're not very smart. It, you know, I, it would be like, it would I just, be like if the a kid chimpanzee don't have anything learned to do. how to talk and then insulted me. I'm like, well, thank you, Mr. Chimpanzee. You don't know much about life. Yeah. Uh, 
Man, like what? I, I don't know. Think, I guess they can fly space shuttles and shit. I mean, maybe I'm dogging on chimpanzees. <laughs> I don't know, man. The well, when I when the reason I say I would get pissed off is because it's fine if you talk about me. I really don't give a fuck. But when you bring in my family, and then you talk about you want you to take on my character on how I would treat my family, like as if I would treat my family in some fucked up way. It's like. You know, I, we talked about this a while back. It used to get under my skin when people would insult my wife because she's such a good wife. She's that unicorn. And I used to it, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to have to. This is a good segue to tell you guys right here in the middle of the argument tree. If we have time, and we're making good time right now, Anthony. We're making okay. really good time. Um, if we have time, we promised last week we would get to vetting women. And the reason we were going to talk about vetting women is because I want to help some of you guys do like I did. If you want to be in a relationship with a woman, I want to help you find your unicorn because I found mine. So this is advice I can give you. What Anthony brings to the program is if you're a guy in the dating world, he has real current experience in the dating world. I bring to the uh, podcast relationship stuff, but I'm going to warn you guys vetting women is going to be dead last here in the podcast. So if you tuned in for that. Don't be mad at us. We'll try to get to it if we can. But first, let's get to number five. Now, number one was not all women. Number two, what about men? Number three, I'm offended. You're a male chauvinist peg. Number four, personal insults. I feel sorry for your daughter. Number five, this is one of my personal favorites. Word salad, followed by high-fiving another female in the room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the hashtag hive mentality. Yes, that. Oh man, that hive mentality is so real. And when you see it happen, like as a man, like you can be several men in a room, and you can see them just collectively gather and and get the buzz, and then again the buzzwords come out, and they get to tell you how uh, short man. Short dick. I don't want no short, short. Yeah, don't want, yeah. Don't want, don't want, don't. <laughs> Yeah, and then followed by their high fives. Right. Ah, by the way, they're still not talking about the subject matter that At we're all. debating. At all. There, what, what's some of the word salad that we, we talked about? One of them was, you will not be home stressed. You'll be out with the next. Oh. 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 Whoa, girl. <laughs> Dang. You will not. That was a good one, girl. Uh (laughs) Still haven't talked about the subject matter. You got your Oprah clapping moment. You still have not brought anything to this conversation for us to discuss. You know what's sad when I'm hearing this, man? Because I've heard men talk like this and argue like this, too. Right. Because, well, because they learn it from women. They grow up around a lot of women and things like that. Be careful out there, man. (sighs) man. Especially your blue pill guys. Um, then you'll get, uh, if he speaks in riddles, his dick is probably little. (laughs) Oh, don't pull it out if you're not going to use it. (laughs) Oh, wacky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excuse me, ladies. Excuse me. Um, he could not believe in you. Because you never believed in yourself. Oh. Oh. See? Thank Aww. you. Thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> Clap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You got him, girl. Yeah. Excuse me. He who hath 
no sin. Cast the first stone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, went, everybody. He <laughs> went to the Bible on you. <laughs> Still not talking about single moms. Still. I'm glad that you got Dr. Phil and Oprah's audience to clap for you. You still haven't brought anything to the conversation. Nothing of value. All right. Number six. And, is- and meanwhile, and meanwhile, you're not responding to any of this shit, right? Well, I'm not. No. So, I'm, well, in my blue pill days, I, I fell oh. into all these oh, little... Oh, yeah. You heat it. You're yeah. red. You, you got the fucking typing fingers. You're clickly clacking. <laughs> or... <laughs> you trying to speak logic to the situation? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll give you, like... I'll go down the list here. I mean, I remember my blue pill days... When I was just simpy as hell, I would get stuck on number one. Not all women, because I'd have to be like, well, that is that is right. Not all women are like that. That's a good point. That's actually a good point, Anthony. Not all women are like that. I, I, I stand corrected on this. I stand corrected. There are some mammals that do lay eggs. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When she's right, she's right, okay? <laughs> yeah, I would fall into all these little pitfalls and traps when I was blue pill, dude. What about men? That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm. What about what men? About That's them? A... <laughs> oh, hashtag guilty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm offended. You're a sexist. Oh, my God. I, wait. I, I don't want to be sorry. a sexist, no, I don't want to be a... No, no, no. I don't want anybody to think I'm a sexist. Hold on. Wait a minute, everybody. No, you a sexist. You mess up in this pig. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Why would, you, why would you say that about me? Personal insults. Be like... Uh, sounds like somebody needs to get laid. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. I've been laid this week. Hold on a second. Wait, hold on. Who? Hey, wait. Show of hands. Who here thinks I haven't been laid this week? Hey, that's well, that's incorrect. <laughs> I've been laid. Hey, come on, fellas. Don't. Hey, that's. Hey, that's rude. Don't oh, do that. What, what is? <laughs> what is that though? What is that called when you're you're reacting to a woman that's. Throwing these little daggers at you. Well, I mean, let's in the, in the again, Anthony. You were a lot nicer to our listening audience than I am sometimes. Uh, I call it simpy as fuck. I mean, yeah. that's you're being simpy. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you're being simpy as hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and by the way, I'm apologizing ahead of time for all these f bombs that I'm dropping so far. That is not in good taste. <laughs> Look, while you know, I might get kicked off this show for all these f bombs, and then while I'm at home stressed. Anthony's out with the next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, Anthony's going to get a new co-host. <laughs> wait, wait until I get passionate. You'll, I'll be worse. <laughs> trust me. Now, number six. So we have not all women. Number two, what about men? Number three, I'm offended. Number four, personal insults. Number five, word salad. And then number six, as soon as I say it, all of you are going to go, mm-hmm, light bulb moment. You don't know me. You don't know me, Anthony. You know what? You know what? You're saying You're, you're saying all these things about single moms. I'm a single mom. You don't know me. Mm. You don't know me. Well, right. well, tell me why single moms are great. You don't know me. Just stop. You don't know me. I'm done here. You don't know me. Wow. You, I, no, no, no. You don't know me. So much insight need in need to depth. quit acting like you know me because you don't know me. It's a word salad in. <laughs> okay, well, inside. Okay, okay, I don't know you. So True. Let's, why don't since we're let's in talk a conversation, about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about you. It. Let's no no. <laughs> let's talk about you then. No, you don't know me. 
See, stop talking about what you don't know about because you don't know me. Okay? Mm, stop. So strong. Stop, because you act like you know me and you don't know me. You don't know me. This, this argument know. is over. Because <laughs> you don't know me. And that, <laughs> that slides right in to number seven, the final in the, in the argument tree. Silence, arms crossed, shut down. This can sometimes lead to tears. In hopes everyone in the surroundings will think you're a jerk and pressure you to, hey, man, just leave her alone. Hey, come on. Why night? Oh, hey, Wes, you know what? You're over there. You're over there making a lot of sense and talking in a lot of rational logic. Why don't you cut it out, man? Why don't you cut it out? Hey, man, come on, brother. I got to go home with this chick, man. Come on, brother. Hey, come on, Wes. Why don't you just, hey, Wes, cut it out. It's like, I thought we were all adults and we could have a conversation. Hey, Wes, come on. Nothing says you have to be involved in a conversation that you don't have any knowledge about. Especially when you're not good at conversating. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then after call number seven, silence, arms gonna... crossed, return to steps one through six. I mean, I'm. Yeah, 100. I'm sorry, one through seven. We have seven okay. on the tree. Yeah, seven so branches. Seven branches on the tree. They, fellas, they don't go many more places than that. Oh, they're stuck. They're pretty stuck. If you if you just had this argument tree written down and posted on the wall, and you made a little like a little buzzer every time, they uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you need to quit acting like you know people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's number six. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you're talking about single moms. So you're saying all single moms? Uh, no, number no, one. No, that's number one. That's number one. Oh, Wesley, I'm so sick and tired. So you're dogging on single moms left and right. Didn't bring up single dads once. What about these? That's number two. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, this is stupid. This is stupid. You are such a sexist. Mm, mm, mm. No. No. Wesley, this isn't fair. <laughs> You're taking away all argument points. Nope. We are. This is what someone, when we were doing this on Facebook in the group, that's what that's what women were. That's so sad. That's what women were saying. <laughs> You're that is so sad. Away. Oh. <laughs> They literally oh, thought, like, well, we have nothing to argue now. It's like, wow, <laughs> that is your life. This is the only arguments you know. I want to talk about nonsensical <laughs> topics that has nothing to do with this argument. With, the, with this discussion. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love to see. Oh, I mean. This is awesome. I love this fucking tree. I want to put this oh. tree in, in, like, a decorative. Uh, I want to put it in my, on my, uh, like, I, what do they call it when they paint a wall? Like a they, mural? I want a mural of this fucking tree in my room. Down here in the east side of Houston, near Navigation Studios, we need a mural done. <laughs> like, we need to go, commission an artist to do a mural of the you, women's argument tree. Man, I will just pick any <laughs> argument on purpose. I'm like, I want to... I want to. I want to care what the topic is. I know you're gonna to go to the fucking tree to talk about Wait, it. Wait, so Anthony, you just assumed I would let you have my argument tree and just make a mural? Yes. Out of it? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. 
I'm taking so it. So you thought I would do that. Anthony, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me, Anthony. You don't know me. Oh, man. This is brilliant, man. I I love this. This is This is one of those things where when you hear it, you're like, yeah. You're like, wow, this has this been is, my whole life. <laughs> wow. I've been I've been allowing argument I've been allowing women to get away with fucking up my discussions by bringing up nonsensical uh points that has nothing to do with what we're discussing and then we make it all about them. We you know, we're getting close to the point, Anthony, where we're gonna have guests on. And yeah. You and I are already giddy about having female guests on mm. because Delicious. we observed when watching the Black Phillips show, Patrice O'Neill did this genius thing where, you know, when it's just you and I talking here, you know, people can accuse us of sitting here in an echo chamber. You know, they can accuse us of saying hypotheticals. But if we had a woman guest here, they would do all this and you could just see live that this is like the only place they have to go. We would have to make a rule. We would have to give them like a like a, a legal pad and be like, okay, when you bring up another topic, write it down. We're gonna like they're a five years old. Yeah, I, we're I, gonna I, we're gonna stay on this topic. <laughs> write it down. Maybe we'll get to that by the end of class. No, no, no. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That was no. That was good. That was good. The true story, uh, shout out to our friend, Erlene. How do you say Erlene's last name, Anthony? Man- Mango. Like, like, Is it Mango? No, like Mango. Mango. Oh, I like that. Mango. Yeah. Like Van Gogh. Yeah. Right? Um, shout out to uh, Erlene Mango. She also has the uh, the podcast here locally in Houston. Shall we proceed? Yeah, yeah. Um, Erlene is a fellow podcaster, and she is uh, she's been very kind in supporting uh, the Red Pill Phone Tap. Uh, you got somebody that's already grizzled in the game and uh, knows a lot. Very, very, very intelligent gal. Um, but she went on to comment in the comment section of our YouTube. And she says, what about single dads? And hey, don't say, don't say, I'm just saying, what about men? And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? You just you did said, it. <laughs> she knew. She, she knew. knew as she was typing. So, but she still said it. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. They have nowhere else to go. There's nowhere to go. Even You're, someone as intelligent and sharp as our fellow podcaster, Erlene. And, and, and for real, she she's very intelligent. The thing is... I think Erlene is going to do very well in podcasting because you and I talked about this last week. There is a lot of money in telling women what they want to hear. There's, it, you and I are we're doing the Lord's work over here. We're trying to tell men the truth. Hopefully we can actually enrich people's lives. Erlene is very much in that lane of positive thinking, Disney movies, root Rudy Rudiger is gonna win the game for Notre Dame. You know, it's it's basically all this stuff that you hear out there that kind of doesn't work, but but well, people love hearing it because it sounds the, sounds great. The when you when you're talking about the perspectives of men and women, right? We we definitely have, especially coming from you and I, we 
we kind of have is e- is a uh, coach to player conversation uh, dialogue where you know get your ass in gear. I need you to run this play correctly. I w- if you won't do it, I will replace your ass. Right? There's there's right. no there's no time to play with you. It, it, it's game time. We we're looking for you to uh, um, be successful in running this play. However. Whatever it is, I anybody that's played uh, sports knows that dialogue from a coach. When you're coming from a female's perspective, you can't really talk to a female that way. And women well, you really can in sports, right? In sports, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the only place. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, it, as a male coach, how you know how? Uh, and I've seen that. I wondered about that dynamic when uh, as male as men. Uh, coaching women like that, how how far can they go when pushing a player when it's a female? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good take. Uh, I do I do think you know as you know a lot of this podcast is uh, I know people take it like we're insulting women, but I think if you put us if you hooked us up to a lie detector test, we would say our real goal is to kind of help women get better. You know. Uh, being accountable of a lot of shit you got in the way with. That's yeah. that's really where we are when it comes to like like you said. It may feel like it's an attack. It's not. I mean we we're kind of we're kind of like half heartedly uh, uh, joking when we when we come with a lot of the uh, <laughs> when we well, mock. We're bringing but, humor because it's more palatable. Right, right. Yeah. But but a lot of this shit is frustrating though as a man oh, when you're 100. living this life. Yeah. And you have to go through this shit, and you don't know how to navigate through it. The bullshit, like we, like the the argument tree. You living your life, and you're like having to the, deal with this yeah, shit. Every woman you talk to, and like <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I I, I remember uh, go, I was I was married. I was sitting at the table. We were this is this, she's in the fucking argument tree because at this point in time she's not talking to me. She's completely shut down. Won't talk to me. Right. Uh, wait, you said she's completely shut down, Anthony? <laughs> number, what, number, number seven. seven. <laughs> number seven. Okay. Okay, so she's completely uh, shut down, won't talk to me. I come up with an idea to say, hey, you want to talk to me, fine. I'll write to your ass. You know what I'm saying? Let's write letters like we can't communicate with our voices <laughs> and shit. Right? Please keep going. This is such a good story. It's not good, man. <laughs> I went through this fucking shit. <laughs> this shit was painful. Oh my god! This is so, the kind of shit. Like, <laughs> now, this is the kind of shit. And, and sidebar to this: women know that if like other people were there to witness the terror they're putting you through, oh, they would never. They would never act like this. Never. But they got you behind closed doors. Yep. Like, look at this. I'm gonna make this motherfucker write letters to me. And I was a fucking <laughs> simp of the year. Oh, man. So she she had all she had a whole way with me. Uh, I'm writing these fucking notes, trying to explain to her, you know, hey, um, I disagree with what you're thinking. I am. You're she made insults. She she you know uh, will call me out on shit that, and I was like, hey, that's, it's not accurate the way you're. Um, coming at me, so let's discuss this. And you, you said she's coming at you with insults. With insults, yeah. <laughs> Another branch on a tree. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I said, when I finally get to talk to her, 
and we start to have this conversation. Because meanwhile, I wrote her, I think, like a two-page letter. You know what I mean? I, I did, yeah. <laughs> she wrote me a four-page letter um, in response. Uh, shout out to Aaliyah on that. Uh, <laughs> um, she wrote me a four-page letter in response, and I was like, okay, look. I'm not about to fucking respond to all this shit. We're going to talk, right? I finally put my blue pill foot down, Wesley. And uh, I don't uh, like the sound of this. Yeah. And, uh, oh, meanwhile, uh, also, I'm not allowed to sleep in the same fucking bed, apparently, either. So, um, there's that, that was that going on, going on with that. So, when we first, when we do start talking again, um, she started telling me about how, I'm I'm fucking up and how um, it's all my fault and. But by the way, Anthony, for the benefit of the listeners, how'd this start? Wow. Okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. We don't even remember how. It I re- and you know what? I remember telling her I don't remember why we're fucking arguing and why she's even mad. And I asked her, I said, "Do you even know why we're mad?" She said, "No." So then, why keep it going? Because women. <laughs> we went to counseling, right? And uh I remember the 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 counselor was saying, you know, uh and I think I'll save this for a whole nother podcast as far as this this story is concerned, but um yes. I, I want us <laughs> to have a lot of time. Going to marriage counselors is a whole different lane. Oh yeah. That I want us to visit on the show because I'm not really I'm not really convinced that they're very good at saving marriages. They're not. Actually, the percentage of you getting divorced after seeing the counselor goes up. Wow. Yeah. When I looked it up, I was like, man, I think we we made our marriage worse. I think from what from the perspective. Yeah. Well, we ain't gonna get to that topic. Well, I mean, (laughs) but it is a good segue for our our next segment Um, because we're talking about communicating with women. And in this case, it's kind of like, what would you do different now? Oh, you know, man. I mean, because you you've got a whole segment dedicated to this. Some really good real life online stuff going on, um, which I, I don't know in in the and uh, the show prep beforehand, I found pretty interesting because now you kind of get to see Anthony go full circle where you've got nothing but this going on. Right. Versus. He's trying to coach a guy. Now, now Anthony's not coaching a guy because he's a know-it-all. <laughs> not at all. So. He's, and again, the core of this podcast is trying to help people. And so you're going in and you're trying to help people. Now, Anthony, set this up. What, what was going on online with these gentlemen that you were talking to? Because I know you guys were debating on how to communicate with women. Right. So, um, you know, t- typical shit, you know. A woman is mad at a man, and uh, um, they the guy is trying to figure out how to get around it without making her upset. You know? And God forbid a woman gets upset, the planet should stop, and everyone else on the planet should pause and and acknowledge her anger and and, and fall in line. Well, I remember we were doing the prep for the show today. And I remember thinking, because I've had this conversation with another friend, 
mm-hmm. talking about how women are very good at, you know, you talked about your wife shutting down. Yeah. You're talking about this gentleman you're talking to online. He's experiencing the shutdown. Women are very, very good at bringing your life to a grinding halt. And if you don't, like, they'll call your job. It, it can get bad. It can get real bad. Well, it depends. It depends. They learn what you hate. Like, I'm that guy where if you freeze me out, well, in my blue pill days, I was that guy. <laughs> when you froze me out, I was, you know, think about it, Anthony. I, I was I was tortured because think about it. The worst thing that they do to people on planet Earth, other than the death penalty, other than the death penalty, if you're Isolation. in prison, yeah, if you're in prison, yeah. the worst thing they do to you, they put you in a hole and they isolate you from all human contact. You don't even get to see the guard. You see a hand give you the tray under the door. Sometimes they don't even do that. You don't even get to see a human hand. So, I mean, I used to really, really struggle with isolation. And some of these women are really good at freezing you out. And this used to be torturous to me. So I don't want to think, let the listeners think we're dismissing this, but I would tell you in my red pill days now, this is, yeah, this is no way effective to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This, let me tell you about this guy, man. He, he says that my wife is mad at me. Sorry, little tech issue. Little, little tech uh, issue. My my wife is mad at me, but I still have to text her. Because if I don't give her a chance to ignore me, she's going to be even madder. That is... that. Well, no, let's Hold on, let's unpack that for a second. So that is some, that is some psychological terrorist shit. Yes, it, it is. It's like he... Do you think he accidentally learned this about her? No. No, she very this has been deliberately. Multiple times. So I don't want to just ignore you. I need to ignore you and I need you reaching out. So Des- I can ignore you. Desperately reaching out. <laughs> now, do they have kids together? Uh, I don't know about that. Because that's worse. Now you've got this awkward household. Everybody's kind of tiptoeing around. And because obviously the person that's doing the silent treatment, they're obviously in the power position. Of course. Now everyone in the house is tiptoeing around her while they kind of look at you like, come on, man, cut it out. God, you made her upset. Just, just like in the argument tree where they fold their arms and they cry. It doesn't matter how wrong they are and how right you are. You're the jerk because mom's crying or or my daughter's crying or aunt Pam is crying. You know, Mm. it doesn't matter. It's like they have like this built in shit. If you fall for it, if you fall for it. Yeah. They've got this built in, you know, win at all cost cards. They can drop down this Trump card. They can lay down at any time. And yeah, so they're everyone's tiptoeing and it puts you in a very cucky beta position in the house even the kids are kind of clowning you they're like god damn it oh come on dad and and trust me make mom mad and 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 some of these immature ass women will go and share the argument with their kids 
with everyone in the house, with their family members, to let them know why she's mad. And they want the teen female effect to, to come in. And now everyone is against you. And you have to come correct. And you have to fall in line and do as she say. And if you don't, there's going to be consequences. Yeah, and sometimes the psychological warfare gets deep. Like, they'll they'll allow certain people to say shit out of pocket that normally they wouldn't without be able correction. To say without yep. correcting them. Yep. You know what, Dad? You know what, Dad? I think you're I think you're a fucking asshole to mom, Dad. See? And, and then mom's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. he, he might have a point there." Right. He might have a point. Normally he's not allowed to talk like that. He might have he might have a point there. And 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 if he dare say it to her, and oh. the and the dad doesn't come and, re- and you're, you're gonna, gonna let her let the let him talk, talk to, to us like his mom man. like that? Oh. Yeah, it man. We said this like, last week. It, women ha- always have the option to just become crazy at a moment's notice, and it's allowed. And that's why women can't be president. I'm sorry, Anthony. Go on. <laughs> you love it. So, <laughs> um, so my response, man, to that. There was other comments, but my response whoa, whoa, whoa. was don't don't skip the comments though. All like, right, what were what were some of the people saying? Because I know there's somebody in that lane over there. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> well, you have a lot of like uh, laughter and saying, "Oh, so true," and "Oh, yeah, I agree," and, <laughs> and it's like. Come on, man! Really? I uh, know. This... Like my girl does the same thing. Right, right. Like you should be proud of this shit. Like wearing it as a fucking badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, my wife. My wife shuts me out too. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody. Happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, the, and they and they take this happy wife, happy life shit to the extreme levels, man. Where they get to act. Now, let me let me just share with you, because I don't think we touched this last week. Okay. Let me tell you, ladies, any ladies that are with, listening, and let me tell all you all you fellas that are listening that, that spout this stupid, stupid line. What happy wife, happy life means, and for women that are sophisticated, for example, I'll use my wife as an example. She finds this phrase so insulting. Because what you're essentially doing, guys, is you're coming over and you're patting a woman on the head going, well, <laughs> if mama ain't happy, she's going to go around and systematically make everybody in the house unhappy until she gets her way because she's basically throwing a fucking fit like a toddler. I mean, that is what you're saying. You're kind of patting women on the head like they're just little toddlers. Well, yeah. <laughs> mama ain't happy. Ain't nobody happy. <laughs> this is really, really big in the Bible Belt, by the way. Oh, you and yeah. I got in a conversation about this yeah, this yeah, week I on the phone. That. In the Bible Belt, it's really common for women to be really dominant. So you're telling me all the fellas in the uh, in the discussion, <laughs> tell me about it, brother. <laughs> yeah. One comment I want to bring up is that uh, the guy said, uh, um, yeah, they're confusing as fuck. Got to make it seem like it's hurting you, too. So they can feel like they accomplished something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, hashtag goals. Yes. You got to have goals in life. I mean, her goal that day, make sure my man's hurt. Wait, 
did he text me four times agonizing right. over a fight? Huh. And if he don't, if he don't, he she don't have anything to say to her friends and family about him reaching out, at begging, bringing, uh, buying flowers and candy and bullshit. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Um, if he don't text, next. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You better come over here and bring some flowers. Yeah. Because if you don't text, next. <laughs> I, I I responded, man. I, I couldn't I couldn't help it. I was like, you know what, man? Let me speak truth to power a little bit. Was your was your motivation, Anthony? Were you like, man, I need I need to help this dude. Yes. So that was your motivation? Yeah. Yes. I'm so like, you hey. You weren't coming in trying to. You know, hurt any feelings or make someone feel stupid or not at all, man. Looking, listen, uh, looking, listen, (laughs) listen, Linda. uh, No, I, I felt I've been there. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah, you were just sharing a story (laughs) with our audience. Like you were like, I was sitting there. I had to write letters, and she wrote a letter back. Right? Why didn't we just talk? Right? (laughs) Like the fuck? I don't. You don't deserve my words, motherfucker. It's like, God, all right, whatever, bitch. Like, I, <laughs> I'm done Anthony, with that. Excuse me. Yeah. It's not going to get better unless you write me a letter. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Excuse me. More Hello, word salad. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, girl. <laughs> they get off on that shit, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to what I tell this guy. See if uh, if I was off or on, because uh, I got a negative response. Oh, the, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go into what I said. No good deed goes unpunished, right? <laughs> right. Jesus. Trying to help. This, this is why I said, man, you can't force this information on people. It's almost they have to go look it out, search for it. Because if you just drop it on them, man, they they can't take it. They were like, "What? I'm already in trouble." Well, what? Well, anyway, let me go into this. Uh, I responded, I said, the reason they do this is because we react to that bullshit. We caught, we got to learn to dry that shit out. We respond different. They will react different. We are the leaders. So lead them. Stop being scared of their pussy withdrawal threats. Pussy withdrawal is their ace in the hole. They have no other moves after that other than emotional outbursts that don't and shouldn't move a man who is centered in his manhood. Stay steady, stay strong, my friends. So I get uh, I get negative feedback on well, that, man. Well, I don't I, I I'm sitting here trying to unpack like how could how could someone have taken that derogatorily? I'm just fear. I'm just like, wow, that and you even you even ended it with like a motivational line like, "Hey, stay strong. Stay steady, my friends." The end. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was solid. I didn't I didn't go into a lot of like uh, you need to tell that bitch. I ain't I ain't do that. Exactly. There was nothing there like that dumb bitch. Yeah. I didn't I didn't try to get them locked out the house. I didn't do none of that shit. <laughs> By the way, that happened to me too. So yeah, 
wait till wait till we get to that series where we talk about fucking fucked up situations and relationships, man. Uh yeah. Well, I, you know, and this is you know we talked about the first segment was for our white knight fellas or white high, white knights and our Captain Savahos because there's some points that they have right, and I know that you specifically pulled this segment out for our blue pill gentlemen yeah. out there because. <clears throat> Red Pill, and we talked about this on the phone earlier this week, Anthony. Um, listen, my mentality when it comes to this type of fuckery from women, 100% of the time is, guess what? The only way not to lose is not, not to, to play. play. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a big, that's a big old can of nope for me. Because, oh, uh, nope, I won't be participating in this today. Uh, well, I don't want to talk to you for four days. Sounds like I got a four-day vacation from talking to somebody. <laughs> I don't know. But my purpose comes first. I got to live my life. Uh, you never lose that, right? Yeah. You live When you're living your life on the, on your grind and you don't uh, prioritize people before yourself and your purpose, you're, you're never going to lose it. And you're going to stay who you are and a lot of that bullshit that they pull that they been able to pull on everybody else won't affect you. And if, and, and, and if they do it for too long or, 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 uh, too, um, repetitively, they'll find themselves out of your fucking life, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So do that at your own risk, bitch. Right. Yeah. So, you you want to play this? You want to play these games? You wanna you wanna come at me like I'm some undervalued male that you've been running these schemes on in your life? Um, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna get away with it here, and I'll let you pout and get frustrated. You know, just like a little kid, get your little cry out. You know, once you catch your breath, you know, come back to reality, come see daddy, get in my lap. I'll I'll pat your head. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that anymore. Yeah, it it hurts. I know it hurts. Yeah, but guess what? We're adults. We talk about this shit, and if we can't talk about it, if I'll 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 make a final call. I'll make a final call for both of us. Because like I said, man, I'll lead this relationship. I'm not gonna allow your emotions to drive this relationship. Let me give some really, really sound advice because uh, my first marriage, this this happened, so I experienced it. Okay. okay. And I've heard a lot, of, a lot of psychiatrists and therapists talk about this, and it's very true. You have to be careful in life losing connections with people, not just your spouse, friendships, um, coworkers, um, people that work in the same industry that you have a lot in common with a lot of times, if you lose connections with people, let me just say, there's no guarantee you're ever going to get it back. So, so you, what you try to do is you treat relationships like you treat plants. Okay. Make sure they get sunlight, they get water. Don't let them die. Now, if they do die and they're mostly done, you can sometimes bring them back to life, but there's no guarantee and that's how relationships with people are. Women, a lot of times, are very careless when it comes to this. And again, I gave the example of this in my first marriage. We got disconnected. 
and she would try to get it back together at times. I would try it, and we were never trying at exactly the same time. And then we did try at the same time, and we just couldn't get it back because we grew apart. We grew apart. We had let it die. We that little plant. We didn't yeah. set it on the windowsill. It didn't get any sunlight. We right. didn't water it. It died. Um, so th- you have to be really, really careful. This whole freezing somebody out sounds like sounds like a, a strategy for women to bend men to their will. Ladies, you're playing a very, very dangerous game because let me tell you, let me tell you where my head goes immediately. If I think of my wife trying to do that to me freeze me out, not talk to me, immediately my mind goes to this one place. Man, she might do that, and I'm not going to respond to it. Again, I told you guys, the only way I'm not going to lose this game is I'm not going to play it. And then I don't know what number of days it is. I don't know if it's four days. I don't know if it's 44 days. But there's going to be a certain day where I'm going to be used to her not talking to me anymore. And that's that's just how my life is now. Right. And now she wants to come back around. I might be used to doing it this other way. Man. Yeah. And see, so it's a very, and you don't know what that magic number is. It right. Could be, it could be two days. It could be 202 days. But eventually, there you're on a spectrum now of you're going to disconnect with this person. Yep. So this silent treatment, this, I'm going to make him text me, because that's all good and dandy for the lady in this scenario that you're talking about. Yep. It's all good and dandy for her. Until one day the guy goes, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And I'm she's like, well, out. well, you know what? And then she comes in with the shaming tactic. Well, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. I knew you were going to do this. It's you like, ain't a man. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't a man. <clears throat> uh, you ain't shit. And ladies, that shaming stuff, it only works when a man loves you. Um, If there if there was a woman walking down the street in front of my house outside my gate, say, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You ain't a real man. You ain't. I, I would just smile and be like, thanks, lady. I, I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when a man really just wants out of your life, none of that, none of those tricks that none nope. of those terror, the psychological terrorist tricks you use in the past. When a man's done, like, bitch, I don't want to fucking talk to you. Bitch, I am done, bitch. I don't even like, want to fuck you. I don't, oh boy, we've been in those scenarios in relationships, haven't we? Yep. I, I crave sex from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, and I don't even want to fuck you. Mm. Yeah, once you, ladies, it's a dangerous game you play in this scenario. Anthony's trying to help our blue pill guys out that are not ready for the red pill yet, because if you're giving great strategies, Anthony... But when those guys are finally fed up and they can come over to the red pill side, we talked about this. We teased it in the beginning of this podcast. We talked about you only come to the red pill when something really painful happens. Yeah. You're not living your life. You got four kids. They're all ready to go to Harvard. Your wife is giving you a blowjob every day. And your kids make straight A's and scholarships to Harvard or Princeton depends on where they want to go. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're living that life, you're not going to come to the red pill. The red pill is, you know, we, we talked about this. It's analogous to the movie, the matrix. You know, there's this world out here where nothing's the truth. And if you take the blue pill, you can go back to that world, right? That you love, you feel comfortable with. You can, do, use these communication strategies that Anthony graciously gave you. If you take the red pill, though, 
you can learn what your real worth is, uh, especially for the young men listening to the show in the 32 to 36 years old range. You'll start to learn that you are in your sexual prime mm. right now. And uh, if you if you got married younger in life, you can start to see your sexual market value is pretty high. If you As long as you took care of yourself, you have all your limbs, you have both eyes, you don't weigh 475 pounds, 33 to 36, this is, you are in your prime. Anthony, I don't, we, we, uh, we didn't have this on tap, but um, this is in uh, Rolla Tomasi's book, The Rational Male. I know we're plugging it on the show all the time. The book's that good, so we're going to continue to plug it. It's our show. Screw you guys. It's our show. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things he talks about is when men get into their sexual prime uh, around the age of 33, right? And my personal experience, when I read this in the book, I was like, man, this is so true. So at so during this time in my life, I was going to college at night. Shout out University of the Incarnate Word, San Antonio. So I was going to college at night, and you had all these women that were divorcees. And I was, I was trying to get into law school at the time, so I was in all these academic clubs. We had all these group projects and things like that. I remember that time period in my life. These women were throwing themselves at me, brother. I'll, I'll never forget that time period. I'm just like, it was this epiphany that came over me, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, girls in high school had it going on. We, we as guys were chasing them all around the school. That's we when they're talking, at their prime, yeah. Yeah, that's when they're at their prime. 33 is right about that time. Women are, there's a lot of things going on. The main thing that's going on, women are coming out of their first marriages. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. These women that were going to college tonight, I mean, just really throwing themselves at me like I'd never seen before in life. Not literally throwing themselves at me, but just pretty aggressive. I was about to say, more aggressive than westernized women are. Yeah. Normally. Well, normally that I had experienced at that time in my life. And when I'm sitting here reading this book, it's just this huge light bulb moment of like, good God, this is just, this is so true. And these young men, bringing it back full circle, these young men that are in these marriages where women are acting like what you're presenting here with the guy you're trying to help out online. Yeah. If he's in that age range of 32, 33, ladies, be very careful because this is fuckery. I don't know where you learned it. I don't know if you learned it from your mom or your aunts or you came up with it on your own, mm. but you're playing a very dangerous game. And the older men get typically, and the, you know, we're on a bell curve, but typically the older men get their the sexual market value goes they up. Get. Yeah. yeah. The older women get their sexual market value goes down. Spoil milk. And I know you can tune into shall we proceed podcast and Earlene will tell you, that you're uh, you're like a fine wine, and you you get better with age, and all this. Yeah, to, <sighs> there is endless podcasts and YouTube videos to tell ladies the opposite of what is true. The older you get, the less physically attractive you are. It's just a fact, and so you're playing a dangerous game if you're chasing these guys off, especially if they're in their sexual prime. <sighs> That was a mic drop moment, wasn't it? <laughs> that was just kind of getting quiet, like, ooh. And, you know, you're trying to help this guy out. You didn't get a good response. Meanwhile, the person that's the person that's falling behind 
is this is this poor woman who's doing all the wrong things and she's she's one or two well she's one or two or two hundred steps away from chasing this guy off and then he's gone forever well then you talk about if you have kids involved in this scenario oh god and you want this guy to endure the abuse this the psychological abuse and emotional abuse of wanting it your way and when it comes down to like bullshit arguments um when it when, with women sometimes man it, it it's almost it's almost to the detriment of kids that had nothing almost. to do with it <laughs> well, I mean, at we all. Just, we just did a whole podcast on this last week. This yeah. is the single mom epidemic. And while well, they chase off good men while mainstream, and say there are no good men yeah. available. <laughs> while mainstream media worships them. And, and, and applaud them. them. Yeah. And applauds the, them. Yeah. And, and by the way, the and I get why they're doing it. Single women have a hard life because they're one person doing the job of two, two. people. You're supposed to have two parents. True. With our species, that's how we operate. Yeah. But uh, but applauding them for they made their own life harder. They either made a bad choice of mate, or um, or they chased the guy off. And 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 that's a hard that's a hard pill to swallow. I know nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. I get it. But it's, it's the reality. It's and and it's not finger pointing or not playing a blame game of who fault it is. I don't. I'm not in everybody's relationship. I don't fucking know what's going on there, out there. But I do know that it takes two people to fucking argue. It takes two people to get together and then break oh, up. I disagree. So it doesn't take two people to argue. Well, I get a crazy woman. Well, well, it, and, and let's be real. Let's be real. How many how many men out there are actually um, allowing women to get away with the arguments that we were just talking about? Well, this brings. I mean, this. So we're, we're probably going to touch this on every podcast. It is our is fault. Our fault. Yes, it is our, our fault as men. We allow women to get away with this bullshit, and so when they get in relationships and they recycle and go to the next guy, to the next guy, to the next guy, they bring that same bullshit. Right. And so the man, if you if she finally finds a man that corrects it. And say, hey, this is not how I live my life. If you want to be involved with me, all this shit stops now here. And if she doesn't correct it, you know, she keeps continuing on moving and doing what she's doing. But if she does get corrected in that in that moment. <clears throat> she has to almost do an about face and, and, and do a lot of corrections because guess what? She has bad habits mm -hmm. and she's going to do some more shit right uh, later on. And, and, and if you're a man of high value, you're not putting up with that much shit. You're not like I told you before, man, when he's talking about me not being in relationships because I don't like babysitting relationships. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends don't understand that term when I say that. I don't. I don't want to have to help a woman be who she is. You just. You just got through chasing your purpose all day. You were at work. now uh, on part of the day. You're like, hey, we got to put together a podcast this week. Also, I got to go to work. 
Also, I got a date with this girl. Uh, also, I got this going on. And then I got to check in with this one girl, though. I got to see how her day's going. <sighs> no, no, I gotta. I, I gotta. I, res- I'm in trouble with her because I didn't text her. Today. I was just about to say I didn't respond in a time timely manner in her opinion because uh, she texted me four hours ago, and apparently um, I don't. I don't have enough going on in my own life to uh, have an excuse of not responding to a, a text four hours ago. I I I, mean, this, I, I this hear is, these. This is babysitting a relationship, this is, and this is what we're describing right now. And this I don't want to. I don't want to have to go through explain explaining who I am. You should be able to see that in me as what I do and what I what I uh, exude, right? And and you see me as value, but you want to devalue me by putting me in the same category that you put these other men. What you and they. And they got rid of your ass, or you left because you felt like you wasn't um, getting what you what you what you thought you deserved, right? But now you're in another situation, and for for whatever reason, it's still it's still not working. You're still not happy. What is that about? Because when we talk about men being on a purpose and they're going about their life doing what they have to do, what what purpose does a woman have? Oh, well, I mean, you asked the question, so I'll answer it. You know, specifically why she's upset that you're not texting back in a specific time. It's because 15 years ago, men couldn't stop texting her. 15 years ago, when she was in her prime. Past the wall. You yeah. hit the wall. Like, uh, and it's a hard thing to say. Wants to, she wants to feel that mm. feeling again from 15 years ago. She wants the man to be so obsessed. Well, I don't want to use the word obsessed. Uh, a man is just so punched drunk with her beauty that she's getting texted here and there, you know. And it's like, sweetie, you're you're kind of never going to get that again, except from simpy guys that you don't want. You, those days are over. Low standard, low value guys will will give you what you want. But you're not gonna be happy or complete when you when while you're with them, especially if you've been with a guy high value, right? And you know what that looks like, what that feels like being in a relationship with a high value guy, where yeah. you're you you're so. I'm, I've been in relationships, man, where women looked up to me like with admiration. It's scary, and I'm like, I don't. What the fuck, you well, you looking up to me like like I'm on this pedestal, right? And I, I, I feel that energy, and I'm like, damn, I didn't, I mean, I'm not in a position with you to where you should be looking at me like that, right? Because I'm just busy doing me, but I feel that that energy that that's coming from her where she's like, this guy is everything. He's, he's this, that, and the third, and I want him to be the, the leader in my life. And I'm like, wait, 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 I'm... I appreciate it, right? I appreciate you seeing me in that light, but we're not there yet as far as like you and I. Like have you have you been in that situation where you're like you're not ready to commit um right then when someone is like they giving you what what you cuz it's not about them, right? It's what they see in you. 
And sometimes, like, it's even scary. Like, I like I don't – I've been in, in situations where it's, like, they see high value in me because they've been with a whole bunch of shitty guys, right? And then when they see me, then they were like, oh, well, I need to act right to a point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll wait till they get some type of commitment, and then you can even feel them pushing – for a commitment, then it makes it uneasy, even be, even dealing with them. Yeah, right? they feel safer because they know they no longer have to compete with other women. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that, that that's that thing. They want to push to the point where they no longer feel that anxiety of having to compete. What See? They, what they don't realize is it doesn't really make them happy. Right. Now they now they look at you at being, as being weak. What? I, I wrote down a note on that, though. Anthony. Okay. And this is, you know, we were worried we weren't going to have time to talk about this, but we promised our listeners we would talk about it this time. And I think, yeah, we're doing good on time. We can talk about this. Um, I wrote down a few a note on what you were just saying, like a woman that's building you up, like, wow, she's admiring me. She's putting me up on this pedestal. Um, <clears throat> these are these are actually red flags if you're vetting a woman. And we talked about, we might get to this topic today, vetting women. Um, this is this is where, guys, this is where you guys are losing the boat. When I talk about it's our fault. Yeah. When it's our fault, I would tell you, I'm, I, Anthony, what I guess the percentage is about 85% of it is this topic. You're not vetting women. Mm. Okay, I want to give you an example. Okay. Because, because vetting women... That is what I do, okay? So for me to find my wife, to find my unicorn, it's very difficult. It's very difficult because I, I, vetting women for me was, I got really, really, really good at it. So you just, like, as soon as you said that, yeah, you said, this woman's putting me up on a pedestal. This woman's like, wow, she's admiring me. <clears throat> Red flag, okay? Because I thought two, two different things. The first and most common one, is a woman is very insecure. When mm. she's putting you up on a pedestal, she's making you a hero. Right. She's having these feelings. I, would, I never thought I would get a guy like this. Right. I never thought, oh, my God. And then following, I, don't, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the same person or not, but following the, you're not texting me. But this is a red flag. This is insecurity. I need to know. I need to know that you're texting me. Um, and this is... Red flag. This is a needy person. Someone that's getting upset about this. This is a needy, needy person. Now, the other thing you said, someone putting somebody up on a pedestal, and this is the worst breakup in my life. It was good because it brought me to the red pill life. But dealing with someone specifically that has narcissistic personality disorder. Yes. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> we won't go deep into this. We sh- This is probably a whole segment. <laughs> Yeah, but getting with someone that goes uh, that has narcissistic personality disorder, that is how they start. They start building you up, yeah, to be this huge thing because yeah. in their mind, they're you're now becoming their source of uh, their source of uh, confidence, their source of feeling good about themselves. I achieved this high value person. I can't believe. Oh my God, this guy's so out of my league. And they start building you up so that they can tear you down. And you go through this terrible, I mean, 
I actually jotted it down. We might try to get to it next podcast if we can. Okay. Because dating a woman with narcissistic personality disorder is now becoming what I've read online. It's becoming way, way more common. Um, the there's a lot of things that are psychologically leading women to narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, a lot of social media, Instagram, things like that. There's been some some recent studies done on how. Uh, there's a rise in narcissistic personality disorder and fellas, let me tell you this. And again, guys, we told you at the beginning of the podcast, don't be meatballs. Okay. We have to be realistic on this podcast. When you meet a woman and you get in a relationship, you're going to get very attached to her. You're going to fall in love with her. And when you get in that position with a woman, they've got a lot of power to damage you really, really badly. I mean, they have a lot of power, and that's what happened to me in my personal situation, uh, dating somebody with narcissistic personality disorder. Fell, now, in love with, fell in love with their kid, fell in love with their family, yeah. became the head of the family. It was, a, it was a dark, dark ride, but I'm so in tuned, Anthony, with vetting now because I've had – because I'm longer in the tooth. I, I was more life experience. I was about to say, man, you – a guy that's red pill is – already know that he's not going to find himself in a situation like that right um and if he does he knows he's quickly going to get out of it like there's not he's not going to sit in it and stew and try to figure it out how to make it work what what's very important when you said is that when uh um when you <clears throat> while you were in it it didn't it didn't occur to you what you was in right during while you were in it, right? You didn't recognize the the size of what it was, right? You had to go through that pain. You had to figure it out uh what what it is that you're 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 dealing with and then when you started to get kinda like the seed I remember because we me and you discussed and had conversations and I'm sure there was like some seeds uh that were left behind even though you didn't consume it completely, you were like, you know what? A lot of this is starting to make more clear sense to me because I'm starting to see signs of what he was talking about, right? Oh, oh, Anthony, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you. So one of my close friends who uh, she is now getting her master's in nursing, becoming a nurse practitioner. Uh -huh. So <clears throat> because nurses work in hospitals, yeah. they have to uh, they have to be able to recognize uh, what patients will try to pull over on them. Because, you know, essentially some of these patients will live in the hospital. You'll come to you work. You said pull over <clears throat> on them? Yeah, pull. They'll, they'll pull the wool over their eyes. Oh, okay, okay. Using different psychological strategies. Okay. okay. One of the most common, you know, narcissistic personality disorder is one of them. But one of the most common in nursing when people stay in a hospital, it's a, uh, it's a technique called splitting. Okay. So what in the very, very common way that they will do it, and nurses have to be aware of this, is the patient will, you know, let's say Wesley and Anthony are the nurses in the hospital. So splitting is the technique where Anthony will come in and he'll start, you know, taking her blood pressure, doing whatever the nurse is going to do. And the patient will say, oh, Anthony, you're working today. Oh, 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 thank goodness you're working today. Why is that? Why? Oh, no, Anthony, it's not that big a deal. It's just, it's just that when you work, you know, everything tends to, Tends to go right. Uh, just, uh, uh, 
And then Anthony's like, what? Well, wait. Well, what's not what, going right? What's not going right when I'm not here? Oh, it's just that that, that Wesley, he... Maybe maybe Wesley's new. I, I, I don't want to be a big fuss. I, I, just, I just, you know, they're very... And then right. so then I come in. You've got the day off. Uh-huh. I come in. Oh, Wesley, thank God you're here. Boy, that Anthony. It, it, did, did Anthony just start? It seems like... <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, since I've been here so long, I try to help him. I try to tell him what to do. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, sometimes I worry when you're not here because... And so if we are not aware of this... yeah psychological technique that she's or he or she is using on us the patient could have us you know pitted against each other so they have to learn about this so when i was going through this difficult breakup this uh this friend of mine is becoming a nurse practitioner she had to learn about narcissistic personality disorder and so you were actually saying a second ago i bet you were reading about this and you were starting to kind of see some of the signs mm-hmm. Actually, Anthony, it was very intense. As soon as I read, <clears throat> as soon as I read like the second paragraph of it, it was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, this is exactly what I went through. This yeah. is like verbatim. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of made me feel good too, because it was, this is a cycle a lot of people fall for and go through. Okay. You know, so, you know, as we slide into this next topic, when we talk about vetting, Guys, this is so, so important. Guys, I need you to understand and stop being a meatball for a second, okay? If you were, if you're not, thank you. Guys, you have to understand how your body works. This is where women get confused. They think that they can just kind of outthink and out, out psychological everything. Men have a very strong desire for sex, okay? And if you see a very attractive woman, it can... Unless you take charge of it, it can overwhelm you, especially if she's very beautiful or especially if she's giving you sex very readily, very, very often. And you will skip this vetting process. For example, the example Anthony used. Hey, hey, it's been four hours and you haven't texted me. Instead of seeing that as a red flag and saying to yourself, through experience, I'm not, I'm not saying it's obvious, yeah. but through experience, saying to yourself, okay, this is a sign of insecurity. I know now if I don't text her, she's going to get angry. She might get sad. She, I can't live my life like that because yeah. I don't know if I don't can always text her back yeah. within four hours. I got to live my life. Okay, So if you don't have the wisdom and experience or you haven't listened to our podcast and know that this is a, a huge red flag, you could think to yourself... Oh, that's a little flattery. She misses me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's blue pill all day. Man, what a sweetheart. <laughs> what a sweetheart. Got it. You know, I miss her, too. I miss her. <laughs> let me text her back. Let oh, me, and give her, her on the head. And give her an excuse on why you didn't text her back. Ooh. And it seems innocent, doesn't it? It It, it does. Seems innocent. But it's not. Yeah, I'll never forget, you know, the guy that laced me up on that. If you guys have ever, if you guys ever, another great podcast that Anthony and I have enjoyed is uh, called AMS, Alpha Male Strategies. And it was AMS uh, who hosts that YouTube show that laced me up that if you go on a date with somebody and you don't text them for a week because you've got stuff that you're doing, you're living your life. And then you go to ask them out again and they're like, I don't want to go out with you. I mean, I 
you you ain't even reach out to me all week. This is a sign of insecurity. Guys, you're going to most commonly see this if you ask a girl out on Monday and you say, hey, hey, uh, do you want to do something on Saturday? And she's like, yeah, let's do something on Saturday. Okay, cool. Uh, Saturday, I'm going to pick you up at 7 p.m. We're going to do we're going to location A. Then we're going to go to location B and maybe we'll finish the night at location C. Cool. Seven o'clock Saturday, right? Okay. Okay. So seven o'clock Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seven o'clock Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Seven o'clock Saturday. Then Saturday comes and uh, you, you text her and say, Hey, sorry, girl. I'm running a little late. Seven o'clock is going to have to be seven twenty. Oh, I ain't ready. You ain't, you ain't talked to me all week. I didn't know we were still going out. I bet you right now, Anthony, anyone listening to this podcast, bells and whistles are going off. This happens all the time. So, fellas, this is a sign of insecurity. You, you weren't just going to be able to say, hey, let's get together on Saturday. Live your life until Saturday. No. No, you were going to have to check in, check in with her with all bitch. the way up to the date. <laughs> so let me tell you, fellas, the reason that's a red flag is because you're going to have to do that for the, the whole entire relationship. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Don't live your life like that. No. Most, most guys would have this reaction. They would have, oh, man. I had her locked up for Saturday. I didn't make other plans. Oh, my God. No, fellas. Trust me when I say just go out and do something with the fellas or yeah. by yourself. Live your life because you, you just dodged some... a major Yes. Break. Yes. Man, don't, man don't. Shorty was lit, though. I know. Anthony, but she was hot. Man, man. she had a big old ass. I know. Coming out of them shorts. Oh. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> Listen. No, 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 no. You just dodged a bullet, my friend. You don't want Thank that you, in your life. Stars. I listen, man. You you're bringing back memories, man. I'm I'm sitting up here like, oh man, that's exactly what happened to me. And I used to, and it, I'm this is in my red pill days, man. I was like, I even called you. I think I called you. This happened to me. I called you. I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to figure out how I should feel about this, man. Yeah. <laughs> she just like cancel on me. And because I didn't reach out to you the entire week you canceled and it's like what you wanted me to do? Like you wanted me to be update you like hey, I'm not dead and I'm still going to meet you later this week. Like what the fuck do we have to talk about? Men, this is what I want to talk to, to I, I'm my question is and the, these this is and again, this is where I get frustrated. These women will swear up and down you did something wrong. Right. Like, well, I mean, you didn't. Oh, you didn't reach out to me all week, Anthony. I mean, what? I mean, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, come on, motherfucker. She. What about when Monday? What about when you get off work on Friday? Mm-hmm. Two days pass, you don't go to work, and you got to be at work on Monday. Bitch, do you make it to work on Monday? Right. Can you handle an appointment she as can. a motherfucking adult? She can. Jesus Christ. This, dude. this. You know why, Wesley? You know why? We talked about this in our first podcast. Male orbiters. And she has so many male orbiters, right? She makes a date with you. You didn't check in with her all week. These male orbiters been checking in with her on a daily basis saying, good morning, beautiful. Good night, gorgeous. And all week, you you didn't have shit to say to her. And you're the one who made plans. These guys ain't even stepped up to make a date with her. Or she's not even interested in them, right? 
Not in the way she's interested in you, but she's pissed off that she didn't hear anything from you, right? Yeah. And the reason that she has so many male orbiters and she's become accustomed to this in her life is because this woman is like, this woman needs validation like a plant needs the sun. Yes. Constant. Yeah. Constant solar rays have got to come down on this plant. Sad. It's, well, I'm just trying to tell guys out there, you dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah. You do not want this in your life. Not at you all. You don't want this in your life. This is it's going to get worse. Yeah. It only gets worse. Yeah. It starts off with, you didn't contact me all week to, you didn't contact me within four hours, and you didn't contact me within five minutes. And she's she gets to key your car because she's responding to you not responding to a text. Because you're out there probably with some other woman. Because she knows you have high value. She knows other women will want you. And if she can't keep tabs on where you are and what you're doing, she's in her head about you're doing something that she can't know she don't know about. And and you are saying you want to babysit that. But if you allow her to get away with that, you're saying, yes, I'll babysit you in this. I'll I'll uh, pat you on the back and say, sorry, baby, I'll, I'll do better. Fuck that. The next thing you know, you wake up, two years of your life have gone by. Because mm. this chick has eaten up all your time. She's insecure you, as fuck, so you, she's made your life miserable. You're losing money. You can't be on your purpose. You're not able to do what you want to do. I I've noticed I've noticed this um when I'm in bad relationships man I'm broke because you know financially and emotionally yes <laughs> like I'm it, I'm I'm more I'm more exhausted women should be a a compliment and benefit to you man if she is a detriment or a liability you got to cut her loose you you can't be afraid of losing pussy guys at all you can't because it, I know, I know, it's good, it's juicy, she squirts, but let that bitch go, man. She's you, for recreational use only. Uh, man, when I was a kid, Anthony, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I've been a little sick. Uh, when I was a kid, Anthony, I read, my favorite book was Robinson Crusoe, and uh, I love this book, and there's this great part of it, and it reminds me a lot in my modern life. It reminds me a lot about relationships. And in this part of the book, you know, Rube Robinson Crusoe, he's stranded on an island. He's shipwrecked. He's all by himself. So he's having to do all this shit. He has to make his own shelter and all this shit. One day, this guy decides he's going to make himself a boat so he can go out in the lagoon. He can go fishing, get himself some food, stuff like that. So he puts months into building this boat, makes it <clears throat> like he digs it out, He, you know, cuts it out of a log has to sit there and chop you know the inside of it out uh shapes it perfectly makes this amazing boat then he's done with it he sits he stands back he looks at it he admires it a little bit and then he looks back over at the water and he realizes he built it too far away from the water and the thing's too heavy for him to drag it out Fuck. there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Robinson Crusoe has a wise moment in the book. He looks over. He looks at the water. He pulls it. See how, sees how heavy it is. And he says, that was a waste of time. And uh, he didn't spend any more effort on it. He didn't 
he didn't try to find a, a way to make wheels on it and get it back down because he, he built a boat too far from the water. And he decided to walk away from it forever. And every time he saw it, it was a lesson to him. Uh. Don't build boats too far from the water. Wow. And, he, and he, every time he walked by it, it was a lesson. Fellas, that's what a lot of you guys need to do with a lot of these women. Look, this ain't working. Walk away. Look back on it. It's a great lesson. Walk away. Anthony, let's get more specific into this topic, though. Okay. When it comes to vetting, what are your big ones? What are, what are the ones you're really looking for? I, I would tell you that whole thing where you need to constantly be texting me and touching me and stuff like that. That's probably, I'll, I'll be honest, that's probably number one for me. Yeah. It, it, it happens quickly. You you find out pretty quickly, especially if you're, man, and, and man, do we have to go into the basics like that about texting oh, and oh, phone oh, and... because Anthony, yes anthony because here's the thing i'm telling you the the mistakes men are making 85 percent of all these could the be base. stopped if they would vet yeah. listen <clears throat> men are running face first into these women because they're hot yeah and they want to smash yeah and the next thing you know two kids later they're cheating on him they got the pool boy in there i mean this this is the kind of things where every most of the time, fellas, if you look back, you'll you'll look at a few moments and go, man, when we first started dating, she kind of jokingly said, you know, hey, I'm up front with people. I tell people I'm a bitch. And yeah. then y'all both had a little chuckle. <laughs> and, and you guys have a chuckle. Not to me. He's like, not to me. She hasn't been a bitch to me. Well, you and I have a phrase that we live by. It, it's not our phrase. I don't know who, where it originated from, but you and I live by this phrase. When people tell you about themselves, listen. listen. Exactly. <laughs> you yep. know, I mean, I'll tell you, that's probably my number one in this day and age. The whole, you ain't, you didn't text me. You didn't call me. Uh, and then they're mad and they're offended. That is like, that's like my number one red flag, but that's not the only thing to vet for. Well, uh, let starts. <clears throat> let starts when you're talking about, and if we're gonna start from the beginning, let's just let's just break down a scenario. We're talking about break because uh, I'm doing it every day. Um, especially yeah, you're still out here in the game. Yeah. Um, Sorry, guys, we had to take a brief pause. Uh, but going back to Anthony, you were saying like the basics of vetting women. <clears throat> Man, brother, I think we have to go back to the basics because. I look, the more I look around for fellas that I know that are dating, the more I find they're in miserable situations because this is a step that they completely skip. Yeah. As long as they're getting some ass, mm. as long as they're getting sex on a consistent basis, don't scare the pussy away. Right? <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> I mean, I'll just give you like, I'll give you one. And this was, this was before my red pill days. Like, I noticed I was dating this girl, <clears throat> and I'd known her before, and we'd always kind of had some chemistry. Um, she kind of came from money, which I liked. <laughs> you know, coming, you know, her family had money. Um, I, I knew her from roller derby. So we'd known each other for years, and we started dating, and it was going great. Uh, great in bed, all that good stuff. But... I started the red flag that I got was she's always like sick. And I started to kind of discover right away that her parents were not 
very supportive of her being sick. Now, where she wanted me to lean into was the White Knight, how we began the podcast. Oh, God. Her parents have so much money, and they don't even believe her. I've got to step in. And she was she was very much being very inviting of... And that's very easy to fall into, right? Because we're wired that way. Men are wired to, like, be a hero, you know? We're wired to be very protective of women and children as a species. Um, And I just kind of... And I asked somebody, because she was part of this bigger roller derby community, for anybody else out there that don't know what I'm talking about, I used to be the color commentator for a women's roller derby league uh, for a lot of years. But... um. I asked, you know, another roller derby girl about her and I was like, is she and I just asked them point blank because I was very close with them. I was like, Is she is she a hypochondriac? And they're like they kinda had this pause because they liked her as a person. And this pause like, mm, yeah, I kinda think so. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like they were kind of like <clears throat> But she's really cool. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to out this bitch. Yeah, and even <laughs> even in my blue pill days, I was like, Man, at this point in my life, I, at this point in my life, long ago, I had enough problems going on anyways. Yeah. I'm like, I can't take on someone that's pretend sick all the time, you know? And like I, and this is probably going to sound humorous to people listening, but what you guys didn't live is me and this gal were, me and this gal were really compatible, compatible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I said, great. And let me emphasize <laughs> really great in the sack. Okay. Okay. Just. Let's so another let's stop pretending. Let's stop pretending that's not important to men. Oh, a woman 100. that can sexually satisfy you very well, <laughs> which is very also hard for men to let go. Right? Oh yeah, you gotta let go. And this is man. This is this is very important. I I I almost don't want to go too fast with this because uh, when when you're vetting and in, in any. Uh, professional, like if they prof- professional circumstance where they're vetting someone for a job and they got to look into their background and see uh, what they put on paper is actually valid, right? So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about what is being laid out in front of you, right? And the follow through and what does the check and balances work for what she says and what she does, right? And the unsaid, the also the unsaid. So when you got a great... So so well said by you, Anthony. Seriously, the unsaid. Yeah. Because we talk about this all the time. Women communicate very covertly. Correct. The unsaid is so important, right? Yes. And, and it's so... It's so easy to recognize. And if you're a blue pill and you don't understand what we're talking about, this is what we're talking about being a red pill. You know, you you are now being exposed to the, the actuality of what it is out here. And it's not the game is the game is rigged. If we're going to just be honest, the game is rigged against you currently in yes. today's day and age. Now, we talked about this before. It used to be rigged for men. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. You know. And then men got too cocky, mm-hmm. got out of control, and Lost that's it. when the sexual yeah. and feminine revolution had to happen. Yeah. Man. So much to cover, right? <laughs> well, it, you know, it's how do you how do you eat an elephant, Anthony? One bite, one at, bite a time, at a time. Right? Yeah. 
And 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 again, guys, comment in the sections below. If you got questions about what we're talking about? Uh, but we're gonna continue into this vetting situation. Um, yes, when we're talking about meeting a woman, and we're listening to them because, and if you're on a date with a woman, you should be listening to her. Uh, she's especially gonna, when she talks about herself. Correct. This is this is uh this is very especially if you made her comfortable, you had some drinks, you know, uh, she's laughing, you know, you you you've gotten her to relax, um, you listen to her words because uh, she will definitely tell you the truth up front and the lies you will you will understand to uh, know as well. Um, the more you develop uh, into this this red pill knowledge. Uh, the the truth of the matter when it comes from her she will talk about and let's say she's single and she's talking about just her because women like the, if they have a if they're educated they want to talk about their accomplishments uh, if they um, travel the world they'll talk about shit like that but uh, listen to uh, stuff specifically that comes to about her past relationships Ooh. yeah there's. These are, these are your treasured waters mm. of finding problems. Yes, when they talk about past relationships, if you want, uh, you know, a, a big red flag here that I want you to watch for, fellas. Did every guy physically assault her? Uh, I'm leaving immediately. This is <laughs> this is it. We ain't even getting dessert, bitch. Hey, well, <laughs> Anthony, but explain explain to our listeners because. This is a real again. If we go back to basics, Anthony. Yeah. You know, listen. I'm I'm 42 years old. Okay. A 22 year old listening to this may not know uh, because the 22 you feel sorry for. Her. Yeah, he may not know, and yeah. the 22 year old listening may fall for the same shit I did when I was 22. Yeah. And hey, these other guys beat her. I want to be the first good guy to not put my hands on it. Yeah. 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 Now, yep. Anthony, explain to, explain to our listeners. It sounds good. That nothing sounds wrong with that. You want to be the first good guy. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that train of thought. But Anthony, explain to them the reality of what's really going on with this girl. The the reality of the situation is that she's putting herself in a position to where she somebody's putting their hands on her. So. It's either through her verbal assaults or her own physical assaults initiating this shit, right? There's there's not a group of men. and, and We talk about vetting women. Um, there's women out here that, that get with certain men, too, that they just have a habit. They their, their choices are bad. Like, you know, they're not. They're not accountable for picking a bad guy. Um, most of the time, when you're talking about a younger chick like that, uh, she's she's looking for a bad guy. She wants a bad guy, and that she I I had a ex tell me that I got I I mean when she told me this I I couldn't believe it, but I was blue pill and I I was like I'll do it. Sure, it makes sense. Uh, she said she didn't feel loved because I didn't put my hands on her. <laughs> the crowd the crowd got after that when they were like <laughs> man she didn't feel loved unless i did put my hands on her anthony that makes no goddamn sense 
Makes no goddamn sense. Zero sense. And I looked at her strange because I she has a she had a uh, a false tooth because uh, a partial false tooth because he knocked the shit out of her and she was telling this story almost bragging. Whoa, really? Yes, like hold well, on, hold on, recreate this because I gotta hear this. <laughs> all right, man. So I I'm a question asker. I'm very inquisitive. So. I asked her, I said, hey, I see that your tooth is discolored, like, ones, like, I'm trying to say, well, did the dentist do something wrong? What what, mm. what happened? She was like, oh, well, you know, um, I was dating this guy, and, um, you know, she called him, uh, he's, ve- he's very passionate. And so, yes. She, he's very passionate, and we were getting in an argument, and, you know, I kind of pushed him, but he punched me, and I fell down, and I hit the cinder, you know, the, you know, the, where they, uh, the parking cinder block is? She fell down and hit, chipped a tooth on the fucking uh, parking cinder block, and <clears throat> she had to get, you know, because it was side, a front side, tooth. Sidebar to this story, Anthony. Yeah. Do you know, do you know that's, like, one of the most common ways people accidentally murder people really it's yeah they, they'll get into a fight and somebody's head will go into one of those wow well because you think about it, it's a concrete piece that sticks up from yeah. the ground it's it's like look that up online listeners. wow this is one of like there's like a like un like unbelievable amount of like number of people that are in prison for accidentally murdering somebody get into a fight and they yeah so your girl's lucky like wow. she only lost a tooth like, Jesus, man. Uh, Anthony, the the girl getting hit, I see two major lanes for our, for our listeners. These are the two major lanes, and these are your red flags, and this is where we talk about vetting women. The two lanes that I see is <clears throat> the lane Anthony was kind of talking about, where they kind of get off on being a victim. Yeah. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I want to be specific I'm not talking about something. This happened to somebody one time, or no, or they're, or they're 45 years old and it happened to them twice. Yeah, we're talking about women that are just what? constantly. What a coincidence! This right. guy just every guy, every guy just happens to beat me up. <laughs> yeah, it's just like okay, this is not a coincidence. This, something's going on, and so the two that I've observed now there might be more. Again, ladies. If you've been beat up one time and you said, I'm never going to go through that again, th- you're not the people yeah. I'm talking to. Okay? Right. This isn't a red flag for you. You just had something horrible happening. Right. But the women where you, it just keeps happening over and over, I see two lanes. The first one is they get this attention from being a victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, get off on it. Yeah. Like she, you said she gleefully told you yeah. that story. This is a this is a badge of honor to her, man, talking about this. like, And the way she explained it to me, she said, I was too nice and I was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. She was like, well, you know, you don't argue with me. You don't, you know, put your know, hands on me. It, it, it makes me feel like I'm love when you want to fight for me. And I'm like, fight for, fight for you. talking about me no, fighting yeah, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> you see how delusional the bitch is, right? But that's sickness. That's a sickness in them that you can't fix. Don't be a fucking white knight and try to fix somebody that they need medical attention. They need professionals. They don't need a boyfriend. And you're not a professional. No. Yeah. They need psychological help or probably medication. And medication, yes. That's what I'm saying. They need 
<laughs> they need medical attention. So do not fall for these victim victims, these constant victims. Not now, there's people that has been in you know a situation. We discussed that, so I'm I don't have to touch that. I don't want to fucking get email about the shit. So being vic- being a victim is not. It's like they, they it's thrilling to them, right? Yes, you know they get the attention not only from. Uh, the people in their life that's close to them that has heard about it, but every time they tell the story, they get a new fucking fan. Yeah, yeah. And they get this automatic swag comes out of the story like, oh, God. Come you're here. So, you're so brave. Right. You're so brave. How come the last four dudes beat you, though? You know, it's the one you got a big mouth, bitch. Like, <laughs> is you. Yeah. I can see you. In my face, this is what I was talking about, too, about having accountability as a woman. You put your put yourself in a position with a, with a man. Like, you wouldn't throw yourself in a, uh, a, a den of lions and, no. and be like, I'm going to slap these lions, and they shouldn't do anything to me because I'm a woman. Brother, I have a daughter, okay? And you better believe that in my house, I'm going to have very serious conversations with her about, hey, you are responsible for your personal safety. Yes. It starts with you. Yes, we have police out here. We have firefighters. We have soldiers. We have white knights, Captain Savahos, and... alphas who want to help you out. But And you can legally carry a gun in Texas. Yeah. And you... <laughs> Concealed handgun carry, whatever you, but it starts with you. You don't put yourself, hey, I could walk out here on the sidewalk in plain view, or I could cut down this alley. Don't cut down the alley. You're responsible for your personal safety. You're responsible not to jump in the lion's den and slap them on the jowls. Now, we talked about this being two lanes. So we talked about the girl that was always getting beat up. The one lane is she gets off on being a victim. Do you know what the other lane I see? And I lived this because... I saw my own stepmother do this. The other lane that I see, the girl that's always getting beaten, is they drive a man to this rage and anger to finally get them. I mean, we all have a breaking point where we get physical. Now, I'd like to think, you know, you and I are pretty intelligent guys. You're going to have to go really far with us before we run out of words and and ideas to come at you and we get physical. But everyone does have a breaking point. Especially when, in this case, observing my parents where alcohol was involved. Uh, and I'll just give you the example here. Uh, and the, the other lane I'm talking about, I'm sorry guys, let me preface this. We have the lane here of they get off on being a victim. The other lane is they get power out of this. And let me explain. So I watched this with my parents. So my father, you know, a lot of people are really, I always roll my eyes when people say, uh, Wait a second. Are you telling me you drink in front of your kids? You imbibe alcohol <laughs> in front of your little ones? I always roll my eyes. Um, and I'm not passionate about drinking in front of my baby, you know. But uh, I don't care either way. But I always roll my eyes because my father was very, I don't know, he was very, like, standoffish from our, from us kids. He was very much an introvert didn't like to talk to us or associate with us 
But if he came home a little lit up from the bar, yeah, all of a sudden he'd want to like get on the floor and play with us and our toys. And it was like, oh, man, this is cool. Dad's being really nice. And it yeah. was kind of the only time we really... kind of got dad like that. Wow. Right? So my father was a happy drunk. Okay. Right? Now, for Me my... too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. For my stepmother, though, that wasn't good enough. She had to... Wait a second. You came home drunk. Yeah, bitch, I came home drunk. I've been at the bar for four hours. What do you think we're up there doing? Playing checkers? <laughs> Motherfucker. I've been at the bar for four hours. I told you when I was going there, and now I'm home, and I'm oh, drunk. Man. Yeah. What did you think was happening, man? That, that, this is the victimhood shit, yeah. right? Yeah, I've been here with these kids. Gosh. You've been here playing Nintendo, bitch. Don't act like <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't over here curing cancer. Right. You know? And uh, so she would finally get him into a rage and to where and she would like <clears throat> she would go to great lengths. Anthony, I, I watched this with my own eyes. This isn't speculative. So uh, she would like take vases and ashtrays and throw them at his head, break shit, uh, break his shit in anger until finally he goes and like grabs her by the hair or something like that. OK, wait, who's the ones drunk again? <clears throat> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the person that's sober is doing all the weird shit. Again, I witness this. My father, and I'm not defending either party. Let me tell you to our listeners, both these motherfuckers are crazy. I'm just telling you what happened in this situation. Uh, I'm not defending either one of them. But uh, so my father, he would get up from playing with us with the toys, and we'd always be like, God dang it. You know, even as little kids, me and my brothers would be like, God dang it, Dad, it's finally playing with us. Come on, man. Why you always got to be tripping? He's fucking being cool you know and then they would start fighting he would get physical with her nothing major it certainly wasn't anything the irony of this is that she was beating me 10 times worse than he ever got physical with her but when she woke up in the morning she'd just kind of be huddled up in a ball and crying (laughs) do you even remember what you did to me last night this bitch sounds sick man oh she's so crazy she's the craziest of the crazy and uh, and then he would be like, uh, well, I, I do remember grabbing you. And I did grab you by the hair. You beat me. And then she got to use that for like three months. Wow. To just kind of stomp around and blame and run around. Now, see, this is this is where the red pill phone tap is very complex, right? Because if we're on the Jimmy Fallon show or Good Morning America, we just got to sit up here and be like, all, all men that beat women, no matter what, they're, they're cowards and they're pieces of shit. No, I, I systematically, as a child, watch this crazy bitch do everything in her power to finally get this guy to be physical so that she could now be the victim. But she didn't like go around talking to everybody, playing the victim like the other person we described. Mm-hmm. She wanted to have power over my father. Like, hey... Will you bring home pizza tonight? I don't feel like cooking. Man, I brought home pizza last night, man. Like, Oh, really? Is that how you talk to battered women? You won't buy them pizzas? Like, <laughs> God damn, bro. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, fellas, as we talk about vetting women, if you, that those are the two lanes that I observe when women are, they're consistently getting beat. Again, ladies, on this show, we're very sensitive to women that have been beaten, Okay. I was a battered child, so I'm very sensitive to domestic abuse. That's not what we're talking about. 
we're talking about those women that are like, really? Five relationships? The dude beat you up? And, and, and on the other extreme side of women that act manly and will challenge a man uh-huh. and get in their face and dare them to do something. I right, dare what you going to do? You going to hit me? Can we go can we go quick sidebar on this Anthony because I've wanted to talk about this in the last two podcasts. We actually talked about this on the pilot podcast that we did that we've never released. When are women <clears throat> We talked earlier and we we kind of talked about for just a second how positive it was for women to play sports. You know, back in the 1950s, women just simply didn't play sports. Yeah. The ones that did were usually rich. You know, yeah, it was outliers. polo. Yeah, outliers. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had women play golf a little bit. Yeah, but women playing sports is really good. And the reason that women don't know about fighting, little boys grow up wrestling one another. I'll never forget this, Anthony. <clears throat> I was in kindergarten, and I'd seen countless times on TV. You just rail. You just pull back, and you swing, and you hit them right in the face, and they just get knocked out. And that's that's how life is. I saw it in the movies. I saw it on. I saw it on chips. <laughs> I saw you know. I mean, everything you see, no matter how dorky or how small the guy is, you know, Marty McFly, he balls up his fist and he just boom. Right, and the dude just yeah, passed they, out. They just pass out, right? <laughs> so I remember I was a little kid. I was in kindergarten. I'll, I'll never forget this because it was such a big lesson. I was getting off the bleachers. We were just getting ready to go. And I just wanted to, I wanted to get froggy. This kid didn't do anything to me, nothing, but I wanted to have that moment of just like hauling off and punching this kid in the face. And I jumped down off the bleachers, the very bottom row, and I walk over and I'm like, boom. And I hit this little kid in the face. He was bigger than me. This motherfucker looks at me like, oh, really, motherfucker? <laughs> and I was just, I was flabbergasted because I thought, like, I, you sp- I hit him in the face. You're no supposed, supposed to be on the ground. <laughs> this, and, and thank God that we were all kind of being rounded up to go back to class at the end of recess. He would have had. Because this, this kid would have, like, pumbled me. I and mean, he already kind of pumbled me with the last, you know, 12, 15 <laughs> seconds he had left. Yeah. As we were getting rounded up. But I'll never forget something happened to me in that moment. I realized where I am on the ladder. Yeah. You know, I realized like, oh, yep. that's not real life. I can't just roll off and punch people. Bringing it back full circle, women don't know this. Women really, they literally think they can beat up men. And it's just not true. Guarantee you, guarantee you, if any women listen to this part of the podcast, they're going to be like, not all women. Not all women. I know some women that can beat up men. <laughs> Let me tell you. So no. For those of the view, if this is your first time listening to this show, um, I was an amateur MMA fighter, uh, jiu-jitsu uh, tournament. What do you want to call it? Uh, jiu-jitsu uh, co- competitor. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu uh, submission uh, wrestling competitor. So I've rubbed shoulders with some some pretty famous MMA fighters. Uh, when Ronda Rousey was really, really big, um, there would be there would be a lot of guys that'd be like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, Ronda Rousey. Oh, I mean, she could probably beat up half the men out there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, she could probably just. I mean, I, I I almost wonder if she needs to start 
fighting some of the men in their weight class. <laughs> okay, Ronda Rousey can't beat up the lowest UFC dude and the and the lowest lightest division. You know who would be the first person to admit that to you? Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is just what it is. Now, does that mean Ronda Rousey's not entertaining to watch? No, she's. I loved her run. I, I still love watching women's MMA. I love watching women's soccer. I love watching women's she volleyball, was like, tennis. She was like the biggest thing since like China, right? Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. Except she was fighting people for real. Right, right. Know? I mean, at the end of the day, that WWE stuff, while it might be entertaining to it's some of you. It's still physical, yeah. It's still very physical, but she's fighting people for real. She also was a bronze medalist. In, uh, judo bronze medalist in the for the U.S. Olympic team. Okay, I mean, yeah. So she is legit. Um, her mother, I believe, is a silver medalist in judo, and uh, so she's as tough as they get. Right. Ronda Rousey can't beat up dudes, and so Ronda Rousey, the only guy that she could like be with, she had to find another fighter because she couldn't really like respect anybody else because she's that tough of a broad, right? But Ronda Rousey would be the first to tell you. I I tell you, uh, I told you guys this on the podcast on the uh, pilot episode. I worked out in an MMA gym with a with a gal that went on pay per view and fought Cyborg for the UFC title. Inexperienced guys in our gym were having their way with her. Bringing that back full circle to ladies that have never even really been in a fight. That wasn't broken up very quickly. Yeah. You can't fight dudes, ladies. You, and you're you're doing this thing again. You're playing a very dangerous game. You, I mean, we just, we, perfect example. The the girl you were just talking about. She uh, she gets thrown down on that fucking uh, parking. Yeah. Uh, parking column or whatever it's called, parking curb or whatever those things that they have in parking lots. She, I mean, people get killed doing that. Mm. She just lost a tooth. It's a very dangerous game. Uh, you and I had a phone conversation a while back about uh, one of my favorite books as a child called The Call of the Wild. And in The Call of the Wild, the main character, Buck, is a dog that got that's getting trained to be a sled dog to go to Alaska. Part of his training is they let him out of the cage. There's a guy in a red sweater, and he has a club. And Buck is like, man, I'm about to, I'm about to kill this. I'm going to rip this dude's throat out. Every time he jumps up, that man comes down with the club, pumbles him, falls to the ground, like, whoa, whoa. Gets back up, goes back after the dude again, pumbles him with that club again. Hits him a third time, and he feels like the life, some of his life came out of him. He got back up, and he was like, from that moment forward, I knew I could never beat a man with a club. That man in the red sweater taught this motherfucker that he can't beat a man with a club ladies i wish y'all could understand you're playing a very dangerous game when you get physical with a guy um it could lead to your death especially if you do have children this is a very very dangerous game and anthony this is my question to you do you really feel like they just don't know that they can't beat a man in a physical altercation well i think they have a lot of uh like we talk about a lack of accountabilities when they come to they they have a lot of securities or false securities when it comes to 
someone protecting them from approaching a man, right? Where the uh, societal laws allow them to get away a lot with a, a lot more. Now, I know we're going to have someone talk about, well, the women get arrested too type of shit, but uh, let's Not be real. <laughs> Not let's all be, men. Let's be real. Like, uh, yeah. for the most part, um, the they're going to inspect the woman first when it comes to uh, violence. And um, if she has any bruises of any kind, man, you're done for. And, you know, all it has to be is accusation. It doesn't have to be real. It just, sometimes it just has to be accusation. And if she has any kind of pull with any law enforcement, then that's your ass. So well, that, I think that's a different, that's a different thing. Though. I mean, that's, that's, that is a, that is a conversation I want to have eventually okay. on this podcast is how women abuse that system. But I'm just talking about just the medicine women need to take of you cannot step into that cage with a grown man and come out the other side of it. That's not, do they, do they really not? I really think they don't know it's possible. I think they watch movies like Harlem nights and they see, (laughs) they see that girl beat up Eddie Murphy. And again, like we're laughing, but it's, but but ladies, it's show business. It's not real. Yeah, It's not real. That's like every time, but you got to understand too this. She don't expect the man to come at her, come at her at full bore. She don't expect that. It's I, but nobody expects. This is what confuses me. This is why I totally got off on the sidebar. I apologize. If we have to get back to vetting in the next podcast, we will. But I'm so confused when a woman like starts acting like a badass with me. It it gets me very confused because I'm like, do you think you could like beat me up or something? Like in the in the physical space we exist in, I know I can bench press two hundred and fifty pounds. You probably can't even bench press a hundred. Why? Where does all this confidence come from? Like you think you're gonna get in my face? Oh, excuse me. Um, um, hmm, hmm. what do you? No. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. You're like it's like you would never do what I'm. What I'm confused about is this: you would never do that to a pit bull. You would never go up and slap it in the jowls. And be like, well, you're not supposed to bite me. Right. You're not supposed to bite me. If you bite me, I'm going to call animal control. You better not. You better not. No, you would, a woman would be like, dude, I'm not going near that dog. That's right. fucking dangerous. Right. But they don't, they don't think that with men. I, I mean, you can twice their size. I'm gonna teach, yeah. I'm going to teach my daughter that yeah. I'm going to teach her. I'm going to be the guy in the red sweater for my daughter. I'm not going to beat her with a club, <laughs> but I'm going to teach her. You can't beat a man in combat. You Period. Can, you can beat other women in combat, and if you want to, and if you want to be a fighter like your dad, cool. We we can we can look into that, but you can't beat a man in combat. Even men, even men that are not trained, you can't beat them in so combat either. What? So Wesley, since they can't beat up a man, what is their alternative? What if they're in a situation where they feel like they have to fight a man? What's their alternative? Their alternative is to not do it. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do not. Similarly. Uh, and ladies, if you're listening, don't to this, put yourself in a situation to where you have to fight a man. Is well, that what you're saying? I was going to say, you know, the bear exhibit at the zoo. Don't jump over in there. You know, if you don't jump over in the bear exhibit, you're not going to have problems getting bit by bears at the zoo. Right. You know, and the same thing with men. I, I just it's a very dangerous game. And and you know what else is even more dangerous, Anthony? The women that are listening to this that are going, well, 
I know this one girl that did beat up a guy. It's like, you're not listening, ladies. Yeah. You're playing a very dangerous game. Yeah. yeah, you know this one girl that did kick a bull, uh, uh, kick a pit bull in the jowls, and she got away with it. That's not a game you want to be playing. Yeah, and that's it's, Russian it's, roulette. It, Anthony, but part of me thinks that it, they get that confidence, like if they grew up with a single mother or something, and the single mom's trying to be in the masculine and the feminine role. Yeah. Is that is that kind of also? I think I think they've seen I think they've seen masculine women in their lives that got over on a guy who was a. Who was very beta? Who fight back? Who, I was about to say he, he's very beta. Allowed it because he didn't know better, and instead of them seeing that there's a, a retribution for getting involved with that, then they feel that hey, if a guy isn't doing what I want, then I just got to put my hands on him to make him do what I want. And it's it's sad because now we now we're gonna get into a lot of like uh like psychological things that man that 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 can run deep. But I don't want to veer off too much on topic. But I yeah, do I, think I, it's I, dangerous for women to feel that because because your comfortability with the man that you think that he won't respond in a certain way that you get ultra aggressive with him and think that he is supposed to have uh, the ability to restrain themselves. You don't know what uh, what mental state he is in that day or in that moment that will make him snap, and then you, he has to explain a murder. Yeah, or, and this is probably more common, and your friend went through this too, what people don't... Man, I get this all the time. Man, Wesley, you are... MMA fighter? Man, you'd come in really handy if there was a bar fight. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. The, once the fight breaks out, I'm headed for that fucking door. You will get... I'm not going to get cut with a bottle or, or right. someone pulls a knife on me. Or or even, even if none of that happens, just to get in a fight that I win... What people don't realize with there fighting, is... <laughs> what people don't realize with fighting, is there is collateral fucking exactly that you take. You don't come out of it unscathed. Like old girl, <laughs> old girl didn't get killed when she got curb stomped. Yeah, but she lost a tooth lost a for the rest tooth. of her life. She ain't got a tooth now. That's what I'm saying. Like ladies, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, fighting is not a fighting's a cool sport in a controlled environment with a yeah. referee. Right, right. Th- that is not. Violence out on the streets is as dangerous as it gets. Hmm. You don't, I mean, you might be like one of the things that someone told me, like right away, you know, you know, I was feeling pretty confident about myself as, you know, pretty proficient Muay Thai boxer. And they were like, I was like, yeah, you know, you know, if something happens, man, I know I can defend myself. And they're like, motherfucker, you, my coach, motherfucker, you don't know anything. Guess what? You can defend yourself, not against bullets. Motherfucker, pull out a gun. Not against a fucking broken beer bottle stabbed in your back from behind from his buddy. Right. Like, you assume, like, even MMA fighters, Anthony, assume, like, it's going to be, like, what I train for. This controlled environment. There's some ropes. There's a guy in stripes walking around making sure it doesn't get too rough. Hey, no eye pokes. Right, right, right. (laughs) And then these, and then women wanting to step through the ropes with people that are twice their size. I mean... Even in, uh, again, with organized fighting, 
There's weight classes, Anthony. Right. They have to be the same size. Right. This is and this is man. This is why I I I'm totally at a loss of words when it comes to women raising their hands at men that are completely they're completely out completely outmatched and they're daring they're like verbally daring the guy to do anything mm-hmm. and when they do they're shocked and then they want to grab a weapon and it's like it's you, too late at that point you're escalating you're it's, escalated it to a point to where now your life, you feel like your life is in danger. Mm-hmm. So now you're grabbing a weapon, but you put yourself in this situation. Yeah. And you're, you're putting yourself, ladies, I just want to point out for the record, you're putting yourself in a situation that the guy on this microphone right now, who is trained MMA, who is trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, who is trained Muay Thai boxing. I would not put myself in that situation right. with, with a guy my own size. Right. My same exact weight class. Because, because I know collateral damage occurs. I know it's not speak worth on it. Speak on that shit, man. Man, I, I know it's not worth it. So I don't understand why they're doing it. And, Anthony, I'm... False can, securities, can, man. Can we get to the baseline? Men that beat up women, I don't agree with Piece it. Piece of shit, For, yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with it. But here's the thing. What I'm talking about is a specific point of view that I have... When I've had women come at me in the past, physically, and of course we got rid of those ladies. That's a big red flag, right? Going yep. back to going back to vetting, but when they came at me, it was just it was so confusing. I was like, <laughs> "Girl, in the in the scientific space that we exist in, if I just like if I got my wires crossed and lost my mind, right?" I could kill you with my bare hands. Right. Like, what What are you thinking? Yeah. You know, I would never do that, but what gave you the idea that you could... I, it's confusing. And, and I blame a lot of it on, on movies and media. You got Jennifer Garner in movies, beating up dudes. She's... Man. Yeah, you know, she's sexy, man. Yeah, she is sexy. But, uh, you know, I don't count these superhero movies because those female characters have superpowers... But it's just like when you see normal. You saying shit, women out here yeah, <laughs> pretending to be fucking superheroes? <laughs> I'm gonna take you out. I just saw Wonder Woman, and I'm yeah. Well, so women aren't doing that, but no. they might see Harlem Knights and see that that big girl beat up yeah. Eddie Murphy. Which, by the way, let's be let's keep it real. That girl in real life could not beat up Eddie Murphy. Yeah, she's a big woman too, and and she still can't. And you you're talking about man, oh man, but just the bio the, the, the biology gonna... of it all, yeah. man. Well, I mean, bone density, right? Testosterone, yeah, mus- muscle mass, musculature, yeah, muscle like, mass. Come on, like it's you're but no we match. We literally have to sit here and explain this. Yeah, you do. It's frustrating. Yeah, I, but it, it's rampant, and you you try to figure it out logically, but there's no logic involved because. Most of the women that are putting themselves in a position is emotional. It, it becomes too emotional um, of a situation for them. They can't handle it verbally, so they physically uh, try to get their way. And when they, they run f- out of words, yo, they run out of words, right? Run out and of ideas. It's an immature. It's a and this man, men. If a woman cannot speak to you, the w- women have. 
women have the ability to talk three times as much as us, so they use more words. They probably have a better vocabulary. That's why you say, well, women are more smarter than men because they have they use words a lot. But <laughs> it's not true. But uh, by the way, they I use, say that it's not that's true. Not what I'm experiencing <laughs> listen, out here in the world. Listen, <laughs> you, you, tell I'm, me, I'm, you tell me, Instagram models have better vocabularies. <laughs> Shout out, yeah! Shout out to our to our girl Erlene. Maybe Erlene has better. Oh yeah, man, right? but, but Erlene is an outlier. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm saying also a podcaster. It's her. It's her business to talk. I, I'm saying that for a woman to lose all verbal skills and put her hands on on you, that is a dangerous individual, right? And it's and it's also kind of disgusting. Oh yeah, one hundred. Like as like we talked about us. As men, we don't do that. We don't do shit like that. We know how dangerous it is. That's why a lot of men don't get in fights. Now, mind you, we all know gangs exist and bar fights happen downtown. We get it. That's why bouncers exist. But most men, most the majority, you say bouncers because you say bars because you know it's drunk and yeah, but even sober alcohol, yeah, sober men for the most part they know what's at stake because they had an instance on the playground exactly kindergarten. They know where they rank in society. Yep. That's why I think sports is great for females. I think women being involved in sports is phenomenal because Ronda Rousey. Dog. At, she at was no, ragdogging women. Yeah. And at no point, And see, we, we, we said it uh, in one paragraph. We're like, Ronda Rousey can beat up no men in the UFC. But at no point. Where we like dogging on Ronda Rousey, you're like, man, she's still, she's still a badass bitch, though. Right. You know, like, we still admire her as an athlete. And that's, you know, we we really need to put together a podcast about this. Being, just because you're not equal doesn't mean that you're not better or cooler or more entertaining. Who would you rather watch play soccer, the women's team or the men's team right now? The women's. 100% the women's. <laughs> they're, they're incredibly entertaining to watch. Yeah. They're incredibly proficient. Uh, way better in their league right. than, the, than the men's team. We're talking about U.S. soccer, by the way. Yeah, U.S. World Cup soccer. Yeah. Um, and But if the men played the women, uh, it, I mean, the score would be like 55 to 0. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're not cool in their own lane. You know? Uh, man, it's so important, man. And and when you say that, it's it's very important to understand that, that you do have a lane, like you have a, a a category. Like it's okay. Like we we like we talk about this a lot. You and I, when we talk about women, it's it's okay. You're it's okay to be different. You're not equals to men. Women and men are not equals. That's why we have they, different. They do, they do deserve equal rights. Yeah, they get yeah. equal rights. Equal rights. That's a human. It's human rights is what we're talking about yeah, that. Yeah. But when you're talking about men and women as equals, we're not. We're simply not in a lot of in a lot of ways. So when it's not a it's not a, a mark against you as a woman or a gender. It's just a fact. And so when. That's why I don't agree with the transsexual being in women as a man being born a man. You still have the biology of a man, but you're breaking records in women's sports. Yeah, um, 
for for those of you that don't know about this, because Anthony and I have talked about this countless times. So you have these men that are transitioning into women, and then they're going and playing women's sports. And this is a travesty, okay? Because to Anthony's point, they're going into every single one of these sports, and they're breaking all these records. And this is a, a race to be, quote-unquote, fair. That is not fair to women, 100%. And we just talked about, man, that was such a good point, Anthony, because we just talked about how positive sports can be for women to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't step up to a dude. I can't. I lose that fight 100 times out of 100, you know. And then you get them involved in sports, and then here comes a guy who transitioned from a male playing in the same sport. Now, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because the roller derby league that I used to commentate for for 17 years, I'm sorry, for seven years, rather, um, they have started, it was an all-women's roller derby league. They have started <clears throat> allowing transgender, how do you say it? Is it transgender, do I call them transgender, transgender women? Yeah, Tran- I just said transgender. I don't know what they switched well, to they or are, from. They're so. specifically transitioning from yeah, men to, to women. Right. And, it, and I'm telling you, with a full contact sport, it's not fair. It's not. It, it's just not fair. And you're you're really taking the shine, in my opinion, away from a lot of women. I have a daughter. I would absolutely hate to see yeah. her. Because and these fucking and, and if these that fucking guy... liberal meatballs, because there's meatballs on both sides. Meatballs are not just A&M frat guys, Texas A&M frat guys. Right, right. There's these liberal meatballs who are like, well... A lot of people don't realize this, but gender's just a social construct. If you gave little boys <sighs> dolls, really? You ever heard of testosterone? You ever right. heard of that hormone? Right. Because men have, well, what did we say last week? 17 times more yeah. testosterone than women? Yep. Yeah, that affects your physical makeup, man. You can't just go into a women's sport. And you know what? Thankfully, Anthony, I don't think there's a lot of people, even in the transgender community, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of people in the transgender community that are politicking for this. I hope not. I, if it if it gets too bad, man, I just wish they would have their own category. That's, that's what I'm saying. Just have a transgender. Yeah. You can come in from either side. But, yep. but here's what's never going to happen. You're never going to have women transitioning into men no. and breaking men's records. Right. That's why it's incredibly not right. fair. Um, I had, um, and you know, there's, there's a feminine toughness that women have, you know, what women don't understand. And they, they read all these cosmopolitan magazines about what do men want and things like that. And I made a, I made a joke last week, kind of half true, but kind of half joking. Ladies, if you want to, uh, if you want to get a man, here's all you got to do. <laughs> Give him a lot of sex. Yeah. Keep, stay in really, really good shape. Mm. And by the way, it's half true, but. There's obviously a lot more to it. Correct. Ladies, do you want to really know what is attractive to men? It is really attractive, ladies, when you're ladies. Yes. I had this amazing yeah. moment. Feminine. I have I have a great story, Anthony. I had this amazing moment with my daughter this week. <clears throat> she is uh she's a newborn, so she doesn't know how to hock loogies and she doesn't know how to <laughs> blow her nose. So her having this chest cold is a special kind of hell for her, uh, right? Yeah. And, um, and you know, she's a really, really, she's really, really miserable while she's sick. You know what I mean? And we're, we're terrified of like, oh my God, she's sleeping on her back. She's gonna, she's gonna not be able to breathe on her snot. 
she's lost her breath a couple times. We've had to, you know, suck the snot out of her nose so she could breathe. I mean, this has been a terror in our house. And I'll never forget this. Uh, for the rest of my life, I'll never forget this. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm kind of getting up, and I'm kind of milling around the house. It's around 5 a.m., and I don't want to go to the gym. I just don't want to go. And uh, my wife comes over, and she's like, hey, can you, can you change can you change her? I, we got to get ready to go. Take her to daycare. I'm like, all right. And I'm, just, and I'm thinking about going and laying back in that bed. And, uh, and I go to change my daughter's diaper and she's miserable and she's sick. And I go to change her diaper and she has this moment where she lights up and she smiles. And this is the first time in my life I get to see my daughter in her feminine energy, mm. right? She, you see her in her sweet, sweetest pie, feminine energy where you see her like wow this is the first time i'm getting to witness this she's just no she's she's sick she's miserable she's dealing with this for the first time in her life so she doesn't know what's happening she's in a special kind of hell but she wanted to be sweet for daddy you know it was just this moment of like and and i had this epiphany this is what makes women beautiful this is what women do better than men Mm. Women are better than men at being women. One hundred. <laughs> yeah. Why, so I well yeah. So it's so obvious to you and I. Why don't they just want to be women? Why do they have to keep trying to be men? Why don't they stay in their sweet mm. as pie, feminine energy, and just because they you know why they don't do it? Here's why: they have no idea how beautiful they are when they do it. When you hear Anthony, give you an example. When you hear Whitney Houston sing, whatever your favorite Whitney Houston song is, mine is "I Have Nothing." When you hear Whitney Houston sing, and you, you that feminine energy you yeah. get, you you have this moment, at least I do, where you're listening to Whitney Houston sing, and you're like, "A man can't do that. A a, a man cannot reach that chord in music." That chord of emotion, not Agreed. specifically the musical chord, right? But Agreed. that chord of emotion, that chord, the, the man, the only I'm at a loss of words here. The only the only thing I can say is that chill chord, up your spine. That where, chord of beauty, just where, just real beauty. Yeah, and just women. I just wish women realized they're really good at that. Getting up in our face and getting physical and wanting to be beaten so they can have control over the household and. Getting in the argumentary, not all women, and you know, uh, why have they gotten so lost? Because it's our fault. It's our fault. One hundred, one hundred. Because we've allowed this to happen. We, we've allowed ugh. the feminist machine to just completely stop women from being women. And you, you, you would transition into something I wanted to touch on uh, about it being our fault. And where I was, uh, being blue pill, I was a nice guy. And are, are you going where I think you're going? Where y- you wanted to prove to her that you're the good guy by not sleeping with her? Man, exactly. I would do. <laughs> listen, I got Dude, a I whole did the same stuff. I, I, I got a thing. whole list I want to prove shit. that I respect her, Anthony. This is this is uh, <laughs> this is uh, Tim. In 90 Day Fiance, I respect her too much to sleep with her on the first night or the second night <laughs> or the third night. I, I, listen, I, 
this is the thing where I w- if we're talking to a man and I was I didn't understand what being too nice of a guy was. And I wrote down a list of what being a nice guy is in the blue pill. Oh, oh, what? what? We didn't have this on the agenda. What a treat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anthony, let's go. I didn't know you had this secret content yeah. all to yourself. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, number one on the list is you have no uh, expectations of reciprocal investment. That's a big one because society teaches us all this suffering that you're going through, all this trial and tribulation. No, 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 no. Oh, it's not a good thing. The only reason these nice guys are doing it is because they've been told there's a reward. Right, that's what I'm saying. It'd be worth it. Altruistically. That's what I'm saying. It'd be worth it at the end. Because the nice guys (laughs) we're going to see are not really that nice. nice. No. They just think this is their best strategy for sex. Because yes, I'm about to say because the goal is the same. They're going about it the long way, or or the The wrong wrong way, or the wrong way. The long. It's long. It's long and wrong. Yes. Yeah. Like my penis. I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> I was ready to go there, too, but I was like, let me get to my list. All right. So, nice guys also are too lenient, and they have, uh, they also immediately forgive. And they immediately forgive with no consequences. We ready to drop some knowledge on this one? Let's go. The, so, by the way, Anthony, did you author this list? Yeah. Oh, man, this is great so far because the second one might be the most important one. Guys, you have to understand that women have an innate sense that if you can't defend yourself, you can't defend your family. If you if you're not man enough to defend yourself from her. Yes. Then who can you who and what can you defend her from? You can't protect yourself from her. Then you can't protect her. Exactly. Or or your offspring should you have them. Pussy is dry than a motherfucker. And women want to know, like, I'm not gonna be able to just have my way with this motherfucker. I'm not gonna be able to just have my way. Women and I'll tell you, I have a very the, the friend I was talking about earlier that's getting her masters in nursing. She confesses the same shit. She's like, Yeah, I like that he puts me in my place. <clears throat> See, guys, that's punk going. Hey, I'm going to my list again because it's on there. <laughs> uh, here's another one, Wesley, that we, that you and I talked about when we were talking about, especially when we were going over uh, the 3% uh, man, right? Always available. Your time is not valued because oh. you're always available. Oh, man, that's, dude, this is a great list. So always available means. Probably not chasing your purpose. Nope. Anytime just, she calls, yeah. anytime she texts, you're right there, right behind it, re- responding within five minutes. Do you know why I love this list? Why is that? Because women would disagree with well, all, all of, of this. So far. All of this is they, the perfect guy. Women are so out of touch. This is the perfect guy to them. <laughs> ladies, In their words, ladies, but not their actions. Ladies, here is the red pill for ladies. If y'all could just understand that you literally don't know what you want, it would open your mind to a lot. Yes. It they, would open your mind to a lot. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying though. that to dog on you. Your intellectual mind is saying one thing, but your biological 
makeup is mm-hmm. saying a completely different thing to yep. you. That's why women struggle with, and this is in the, the book confused. by Rolo Tomasi that I'm reading right now. They, why don't I like the good guy? Yeah, oh, confused. Why, don't I, why do I like the bad boy? Biologically, psychobiologically, yep. you're attracted to what you're attracted what? to. What That's a great it? one. That's a great one. What Anthony. is my note on well, no, why Anthony, women? Say that one again, though. Uh, what was sorry. It? Uh, always available. Always time. available. It's, yeah. it's terrible because she knows you're not on your purpose. Yeah. And so she she and that's why I say the time is not valued. You know, Anthony, are you going to do this for our listeners every week? Are you going to have surprise content? <laughs> pull out of a hat. I was. I didn't know we were going to have time, and I. I, I when yeah, I was doing. We got all got all this stuff this week. And here's here's one more. I'll try to go through it quickly. Overly agreeable. See, when you're overly agreeable, also women don't like that either, because even with them, like they they have suspicions and and of what. They, they are suspicious about your intentions when you're always agreeing with them. This, You know what? Because we talk about men being the general and women being the colonel a lot. You're going to hear yeah. that a lot on this show. You know, a, a great compass, fellas, is put yourself in the general's shoes. And if the general wouldn't do that shit, you probably shouldn't do it either. Is the exactly. general always agreeable? No. No, the general has got his fucking, the what he's doing and he's not going to be moved off of it. And the colonel is a tool for him to get his fucking goals accomplished. Um, the colonel was vetted <laughs> before they got promoted to colonel. Yeah. Wasn't just somebody that was just a yes man brought in someone that checked all the boxes. But, yeah, man, it's a uh, – if you find yourself where the general wouldn't do that, the general's not going to be agreeable. Fuck mm-hmm. out of here. Generals are not agreeable. Number five on the list, constantly apologizing. And everything can't be your fault. And I think constantly apologizing is a very bad habit. I think I think as a man, <clears throat> to your woman, girlfriend, spouse, never apologize ever for anything, ever. Because you have no confidence. And how can she have any confidence in you? When you're when you're always apologizing and putting yourself on a uh, grovel, um, please forgive me, baby. Um, does the general go, oh, Colonel? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Colonel. No, the general's like, Yep, that was a mistake. Time to move on. Yeah, time to move on. Uh, speaking on that, when you're talking about colonels and uh, and admirals, like. Um, Nice guys are afraid to be confrontational, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I think with not being able to have a confrontation with your woman to let her see you in a in a strong position and hold your ground, that you can't build a deep bond with her like that without that. Well, Anthony, uh, you don't understand. My girl, my girl is uh, she she doesn't let me act like that. Then you shouldn't have booed her up, right? If you can't put a girl in her place and be the general, and her be the colonel, then you didn't vet the bitch, and you should have never booed her up. <laughs> I'm going to go through the last three, and then we'll touch in. I know we're running short on time. Uh, prioritizing others before you. Doing the most all the time. Because this causes all your relationships to be shorter than normal. And uh, afraid of using no was on the rest of my list. And uh, for me, all those encapsulate being too nice of a guy 
And if you see yourself, if you think this is a positive thing for you as a as a man, I I, I beg you to reconsider. And and basically, if you have questions about that, definitely hit the comments or email us at red tap. Well, no, red pill phone tap we can at gmail.com. That's yeah, red pill phone tap at gmail.com. Yeah, we look forward to uh, interacting with you guys. Um, Anthony, I, look, man, we gave them some lists. We gave them, you had some bonus material ready. Right, right. I just, I don't know. I feel like we had another good show. Um, I do think that the vetting. May have been a little ambitious to try to get to all vetting. Yeah, vetting is hard, show, especially in one segment. But I don't know, guys. We, that's one we got to touch, Anthony. Yeah, vetting is just not being done, and I'm on a mission to get these guys to their unicorn or to date many unicorns at the same time. Uh, thanks for coming and joining us down Navigation Studios. Uh, I'm Wesley. Anthony and thank you for joining us on the Red Bill Phone Tap as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.